Hello, 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 and welcome to your auntie's Come Back from Santorini, episode 76. Um, guys, I know if you're even still with us, you're probably cussing us. We've been AWOL, but we had to take a much needed break. We're all busy entrepreneurial aunties who needed a break. So yeah, we're back now. Um, and yeah, how, I'm Auntie AK, I've got all the intro. How are you? How are you, my ladies? I'm Auntie Farah. Yeah. I'm Auntie Nana and I'm fine. And I'm Auntie Sade and I'm also fine. <laughs> I totally forgot the intro because I changed it. So yeah, this is your Aunties Could Never, episode 76. I'm Auntie AK and I'm here with... <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all of that stuff. Hi, so look, 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 look. We were just saying we haven't had a holiday debrief. Um, I'd like to say that Auntie Farah and Auntie AK welcomed Auntie Nana and Auntie Sade to our friendship fold. And for the first time, they traveled with us, with our homegirls. Shout out the rest of the homegirls, our honorary auntie friends. And um, how was it for you guys rolling with us too? You know what, to be honest, I didn't want to say this, but now you brought it up, like, I was really disappointed. You <laughs> <laughs> and your friends, yeah. No, it was great. It was amazing. It was really, really cool. We had such an amazing time. Um, I was just really grateful just to be in the sunshine, to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, it was cool. No, as we were just saying, like, no arguments, nothing. Like, everyone just got on like a house on fire. And yeah, it was just good vibes. It was just really, really good. Cool vibes. Auntie yes. Nana. The same. I found it super interesting just being amongst like an old school friendship circle. Like, it reminded me of my friendship circle and us placing people like, who's like me? who's like Jessica, who's like Femi, like just kind of working it all out. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I have my like kindred spirits, like literally Sean and Toju are like, they're, they're sisters. Like I feel like, although I have known Toju for a long time, but I never spent time with her. And Sean just instantly, I think when I saw her in the airport and you guys were like, you know, she's missed a flight before. And I just felt an affinity immediately because I too have almost <laughs> missed a flight on a few occasions. But yeah, no, I just, I had so much fun. You guys are really fun. And it was brilliant that we didn't argue. And I didn't even get bored of anybody. And I thought I would, and I didn't. I thoroughly enjoyed spending time with you lot. Yeah, because remember, you, you were like, you you might need some alone time. Yeah, and I then she it. was last man standing, like I was all the like, time. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm out of here. Nana was like, Where's Nana? She's still there. It's like, Oh, Nana's still down there. It's like, All right, cool, isn't it? <laughs> and Auntie Farah, because I know I've known Auntie Charlie and Auntie Nana longest, bringing them into our fold. How did you feel about these two new entities entering our friendship space? Ooh, you know what? Ooh. It was like, I feel quite emotional. I'm hormonal, by the way, but I feel quite emotional because it was such. I had such a lovely time with you two, like seriously, because when you go away with people, that's when you really get to know them and you get to see them. It's, it's just a completely different vibe. And I just had such a lovely time. I've got so much love for you two. Like seriously, Aww. my heart is, <laughs> like, it was just wicked. I just loved it. Like the, we, we were just in sync. I, just, I don't know. And it's not to say we all wanted to do the same thing at the same time. But it was just like no problems. Like, oh, you want to eat there? I'll meet you there later. Or what? You know, it was just nice. Just so nice being in the sunshine, laid back, 
chilling. It was. Can great. I just say that Auntie Farah did tell us that many times while she was drunk because she's a happy drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's true. I actually forgot about that. <laughs> You turn around and she's there with her arms outstretched. Yeah. I just love you. <laughs> I just love you. <laughs> but at yeah. least you know I'm being truthful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And saying my thing, saying my, I, I think there's always a nervousness when you're bringing new people into the fold and how people are going to match. You're going to move mad. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it never happened because you know, yeah, yeah. with that holiday spirit. Because I've got a put, I know there's a particular girl I know that once she's in another country, she acts mad. It's like who you might be if you grew up in another country that whatever the environment, the air changes you to that person, and consistently she's nutty. So I wouldn't, you know, you don't, I didn't expect you guys to go nuts, but I mean, it's just it was wonderful. I, exactly, we had a great time, everyone fit in. I just love that because you know, it's pressure. I think I must have felt a little bit of pressure in the beginning, like, is everybody going to get on? Is it going to work? And am I going to have to, like, do any kind of, I don't know, explaining? No, they're just like that. It's fine. They're just like, this is how they are. But everyone, and even... Yeah. I, I just interrupt you quickly. I feel like in this ripe old age that we are, we know who is going to cause issues. Yeah, true. So, like what people to bring together. Like there's certain people that we probably wouldn't have told to come on this holiday. Yeah, yeah, for real. And it's true, we didn't even really give them guys with the guys warning. We just said, oh, by the way, the aunties are coming. Yeah. And no one said, no one batted an eyelid. And, and they, and by the way, they fucking love you guys. Yeah, they do. They're like, oh my God. They yeah. were like, oh my God, they're so great. We love them. It was like, yes. Yeah. It was it was brilliant. They really love you guys. Yay! This is why I'm now going to divorce everybody. I tried to make you look like these are my <laughs> friends. Farah's my friend. Um, <laughs> Auntie Nana's my cousin, and Auntie Shada, you're my friend. I am splitting all my friend, my friend, role. my friend, my friend. Hold on, why are you not busting joke without me? I'm supposed to be the <laughs> single joke. You're not allowed to talk to each other unless I'm in the room. Um, no, I mean uh, me and Sean will have dinner a few times. Like, oh, that's uh, just to say that Sean can make friends in a paper bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she, that girl, shout out to Shani Sean. That girl, she's, I don't know, man. Her spirit is different. She's great. She can seriously make friends from nowhere. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we went into a shop and we just got bog standard service. I heard Sean went into the same, this is in Santorini. She went into the same shop the next day and got freebies. <laughs> I'm like, it's everywhere. Go into the bar with her, you get shots. Yeah. You know, went to the bar and she literally took off her shawl and just went like this. And the barman took it, yeah. folded it nicely, and, and kept looked it after it. And looked after it the whole night. <laughs> you know, <I'm> like, <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Even though no words changed, it was just. <laughs> That's why I was asking her. I was like, do you know him? It was like, no. <laughs> That's so random. Yeah. That's cool. I love um, Anna, something's disturbing me. What's on your screen? It's like this thing's interrupting your screen. It's like a bat from here, actually. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. It's just a lid. There we go. Okay, there you go. All right, yeah. <laughs> Who are we welcoming to the family? Oh, yeah, so it's me. So, um, and I don't want to hear it, to be honest. I'm just saying from now. Um, I'm welcoming Chloe from Chloe and Hanny into the family. I think she's pretty amazing. She's done an excellent job at the VMAs, her first solo performance. And I'm just 
I feel like a proud aunt, to be honest, you know what I mean? She's done really, really well. She's handling the kind of the comments about why she's showing her body, but she's a grown woman, um, very, very well. And I love the Tina Knowles cameo in the video as well kind of thing. So yeah, um, Chloe, welcome to the family. Welcome, Chloe, welcome. welcome. I was getting scared there for a minute. I thought you were gonna welcome that boy Drivel again to the family, even though you've already welcomed him. Great, great. <laughs> He's <laughs> nothing new. He's on his album. Oh yeah, we should do a for the culture that because I've got something to say about that. Okay, okay, let's go. And <laughs> what? Um, yes, Auntie Farah. Here we go. We play uh, again. Uh, okay, right. Here we go. <clears throat> Would you rather have the ability to see ten minutes into the future or hundred and fifty years into the future? And why? Hundred fifty years. I mean, hundred and fifty. But really? Yeah. Not ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes is dry. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to be hundred and fifty because you know what the world is like. So maybe you could start setting things up from now. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like I can see 10, 10 minutes into the future already anyway. So I'd go with 150. That was one of the superpowers that I required on December the 21st, 2020. <laughs> okay. I'm doing 10 minutes. I'm doing 10 minutes before the, the lottery draw. Or after, yeah, I'm going 10 minutes after they draw the numbers for the lottery. Because realistically, in 150 years, I'm not going to be here. And according to Auntie Sade, the world's going to be taken over by robots anyway. So we're not going to be here. So what's 150 years doing for me? Let me get some dough while I'm here to make my life better for the now. I'll do 10 minutes. But you could be like Nostradamus. So you can say on this day, okay. no, 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 you're on mute. Sorry. I said I go into the future and I see what the numbers are and I come back and I play those numbers. So I win. Mm. <laughs> 10 minutes might not be enough time, but you'd have to have this. You have to it be at because it's your 10 minutes. You plan it. It's yeah. the ability to go 10 yeah, minutes. I think. Mm. Say the lottery is at seven. Yeah. I'm going to go at five past seven. I'm going to see what the numbers are and then I'm going to go back. And to play seven. The yeah, I swear it closes early. That's it, close, it closes early. Yeah, like half an hour. Yeah, you need longer than that, I'm afraid. It could be anywhere. Well, then a horse race, something, where I'm going to win money. But basically, gambling's going to be involved. Let's <laughs> next one. Gambling? Oh, sorry. Um, no, not always gambling. So any kind of gambling where I win money. That's yes, what I'm going to do. Sorry, my bad. Very silly. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Sorry, on mute. I was on mute. Um, okay. So, would you rather have telekinesis or telepathy? Telepathy. Telepathy. Move things, mind things. Telepathy. I would like to, I think people and their thoughts, is too much. It's way too much. I don't want to know. And they think nonsense all the time anyway. And um, tele tele telekinesis, I'll be able to take money out of banks. 
and put it and keep it. I want to be able to move stuff, move anything. That would be sick. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that one. Does telekinesis work? Because I know Carrie had telekinesis. Does telekinesis work with you have to see it before you can move it or can you visualize it? I just I need to look into the science of telekinesis because telekinesis. Yeah, because if I could see, imagine the money in a vault, because if you can't see the money, you can't get it. You get me? Mm. Telepathy, know what people's thinking about me all the time. Or then I could suppose I could think about something that predicts something that will get me further. I, I don't know. For a similar reason to Auntie Shade, I want to move money around and no one will know that it's me. Telepathy, people think too much nonsense and uh, I'd be fighting people. I'd be in jail and they'd be like, why Why are you in jail? I mean, because they, they thought, how do you know? Because I know. Yeah. I wonder if knowing what other people know can help you or hinder you. You know, like some okay, someone you know that someone knows how to do something, but can you do what they do because now you know it? That's the interesting thing. Oh, that's, that's from what men want and what women want, the um, Taraji version of it, isn't it? Like it didn't really help them in the end, did it? Mm. Yeah, I think I think. And also as well, it's all the negative thoughts as well that you're going to be, you're going to be hearing everything. Do you know what I mean? Like I mean, it's, I mean, some people have that, they have telepathy, but they can turn it on and off, you can control it. So if I can control it, I'm wondering. And that's what I want to know about telekinesis, if you have to actually see the thing for you to move it or imagine it. Anywho. Yeah, but you can still go into the bank and see the money and then move it later. But you don't see the money in a bank. I mean, let's say if you decided to become a security guard, so you can see the money. Okay, that, yeah, yeah. That, that part. And everything, then, yeah, I think I think that would be a good look. Serious. But, like, hearing everyone's thoughts, man, it's just going to be well, nonsense. I could turn it on and off. I just wonder if I, how I could control it. I'd have to go to a special... <laughs> You're hearing everyone, like, when they're on the toilet. Yeah. about their food. Yeah. Or like you know, or disgusting thoughts. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It could be a lot. It could be actually a lot. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, like you could hear what perverts are thinking as well. I'm not sure. Okay. Oh gosh, yes. Well, yeah. Anyway, next one. Okay, next one. This is one for the comic people. Would you rather team up with Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel? Wonder Woman all day. Definitely Captain Marvel. Captain, yeah, Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Captain Marvel, she's freaking. She can go through space and different, different. Wonder Woman's lame. That's just basically like hanging out with like a warrior person. Like a really strong. She's a demigod. Yeah, but Captain Marvel can go to different galaxies on her own. She doesn't even need a ship. She's intense. She's a bit intense. I feel like Wonder Woman would be a bit more fun. And going living on Amazonia and then commandeering guys at my whim and then having that beautiful land to my whim. I, I kind of could chill out there. She doesn't even live there. No. She, she actually leaves. She goes back. She can go back and forth. No, she can't go back and forth. That's the whole point. She can't, she can't go back. Can't she go back to one, um, Amazonia ever? No. No. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. Well, she seems fun, more fun than Captain. Yeah. On a personality basis, Wonder Woman seems more fun than Wonder Woman. Captain Marvel is a threat to 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 mega demons in the universe. Like she's these are powerful beings. She's one of the the most powerful Marvel characters, like ever. It's just I think I personally I think 
unfortunately, although I like her, I think the actress that plays her, people don't like her. And so they don't like the character. That's why I think so. Yeah, she doesn't bring it to the theme. I'm basing yeah. it on the character. I don't know the I don't know comic law intensely. So visually, yeah. Wonder Woman seems a lot more. If you think about like the comic book story of Captain Marvel, then I would go for Captain Marvel. But if you're thinking about the films, I wouldn't. I'd go for Wonder Woman because it's it's like you said, I just don't I like her as an actress, I just don't like her in that role as Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Not, yeah, she, she's not doing it for me in that one. Last one, last one, last one. Um, this is one for you, Auntie AK. Um, would you rather be forced to sing along or dance along to every song you ever hear? <laughs> every song. Every song ever. Says you ever hear. So I'm, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, I, I would sing. I'm, I'm, I'm a singer, so I would like to sing along to songs. Part of me feels like I'd like to sing, but also if I could, if I had to dance to every single song, then I'd lose weight and be fit. So there's a benefit to dancing to every song. <laughs> so health-wise, I'd be super fit. I'd be have my robot body back that I used to have. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't, I think although I love to sing, I think I'm gonna say dance because I like it's if you hear it right. So if I had earplugs in, then I can't hear it. <laughs> Technically, technique or noise cancelling headphones, and I can't hear. Technically, yeah, but dance. I think dance because it's like you can dance in your seat. Do you know what I mean? You don't have to like. It doesn't have necessarily be intense dancing. Do you know what I mean? Or is it full routines? Is it full routines? If it's full routines, no. I love routine. Then absolutely not. No, that's, that's my joy. If I could do, and the thing is, if it, if it comes with the added skill where I can actually execute every routine, oh my God, I'll be doing every dance move all do the time. Do you know how annoying that would be? <laughs> <laughs> all day, all day, every day. I'd be fit, because just singing, unless unless I had a brilliant voice, but then people get, you know, like, everyone's like, okay, you're still singing. I don't right, know what's- this is it. You'll be irritating if you're singing. Well, you're better better singing. The more you but, sing, the better you get. Not always, no, no, no. Yeah, I would. You'll be I able would. to sing. I can sing, so I'll I'll get better. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell you that though. But if someone's just next, imagine you know we were on a plane and we weren't sitting next to everybody that we knew, and someone's just always dancing in the seat. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Like the dancing is more of a problem. But then noise. I feel like someone I moving. Dance. I don't. Know. Mm, go. I feel like I'd be scared if someone just started dancing. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> There's times when you need to be still, and then there's someone there, you're just dancing. Like, it's just weird. Whereas if it's singing, I could just sing under my breath, innit? But I hate that. I hate when you can barely hear it. I can hate, we, I hate just noise. You know me already, noise irritation is a lot. So someone who hums, like my niece sings, Nana, you do it, but it didn't annoy me. So it's okay. But my niece does it, and my sister used to do it, just hum constantly. Ah, oh, he's jammy. Yeah, but did I, I can't remember if it was you or Farah that like every song that plays, I kind of mimic it. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, it was yeah. me. Yeah, yeah that, that was always that's like, do you even song. know this song? And I'm like, no, I've never heard it before in my life. But and I can't know. Like, where did we go? And you were doing that. I was like, I do it, I do it everywhere. It was in the shops, in a restaurant. My niece does it. My niece does it. Like everything. I'm like, do you even know this song? No, I'm just singing it. Does that. My daughter does that. She does that. And I'm like, you don't. Know this song. Yeah, but at least that 
Bumpy is at least learning how to, you know, because she's a talented chick that possibly could go into singing. These two grown ass women, no, no, these two grown ass <laughs> women, my niece and uh, and and Nana, what, what are you singing? <laughs> Where are you going with the singing? When I have my single out, watch. I do not. I, furthermore, you are in my group too, but you know, <laughs> we constantly beef about this. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get into the news. What have you heard, ladies? Um, this is where we get into what's been going on in the news, in the headlines. A lot's been happening this week that we've been away. Shit has gone down, so we might be a little bit behind on some of our stories, but we just got to cover what we got to cover. Antifara, you're up next. No, yes, you are. <laughs> Sorry, I think I'm around the order. Okay. My story is about hit me, baby, one more time. Oops, I did it again. Britney Spears. <laughs> you, know, you know your would you rather is not real. <laughs> <laughs> that was a combination of dance and song. Um, so a few days after her dad finally filed to end her conserv conservatorship, I think that's how you say it, um, Britney Spears' long-term boyfriend, well, for I think they've been together for a few years, proposed to her with a massive rock. Um, my question to you is pretty much what Octavia Spencer said in the comments. Should she get a prenup? Is this a little bit dodgy? Why did he wait until now, do you think? Uh, Auntie anybody, <laughs> go for it. Auntie Nana, because you laughed. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, should she, you know what? Yes, she should. And I hope I I hope he's like with her properly, like literally, like you know, he's in love and he is for her. And with this kind of uh, I guess her coming out and speaking openly, maybe some channels that would prevent him from being able to propose have been removed. And so he saw an opportunity, like maybe they're more free than they were before. That's why he's able to propose. But she absolutely should get a prenup because for some reason, this girl was always being taken advantage of. So she should like have her ducks in a row and be smart. But I think she is smart. I did think it was a little bit rude for Octavia to write that on an announcement. I was like, that was like some proper peak auntie behavior when it's just inappropriate. Like, and they say things inappropriately. I, I was a bit like, oh, Lord, auntie, why are you doing that? But yeah, she should get a prenup. Auntie Sade. Um, Yeah, she should definitely get a prenup. Um, because at the end of the day, she's still a vulnerable person. I don't think just because the conservatorship um, is ending or her father is not involved in stuff, that like, he's probably the reason why that hasn't happened beforehand. He's a supposed to, well, they say he's a sketchy character anyway, do you know what I mean? So um yeah, I think it's I think it's like anyone in that kind of position when you especially if you had a history of mental illness in any sort of way, that you should your assets should be protected at the end of the day, kind of thing. So I, I think it only makes sense for her to get green up. But I do think that in general, most people, if you're earning over a certain amount, you should get green up anyway, personally. Um, I don't really have a problem with what um, Octavia is saying, what she said. So I think a lot of people are thinking that. I think people want Britney to be protected at the end of the day. So, I, I, yeah, I didn't, have, I didn't really have an issue with that. I think, um, yeah, I would have thought the same thing. And I thought it was like, ugh, it's just interesting that that's happening so soon. I don't know. 
Like, why does it have to happen now? <laughs> Can't you wait a couple of years? Like, what's the rush? Like, let her adjust, man. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I just, I, I wish he had a bit more space. And I, I don't know, it's so hard to say, but to me, she, she still is not coming across as like someone who's like super well balanced right now. I think she's still got a long way to go in terms of healing personally. Um, yeah, I think so too. I, I was a bit like her. Um, he's been with her since 2016, so that's five years. So it's the, the thing that, as we always question is, is he genuine? Like he's stuck, he's been with her through the, when she's been under conservatorship, because she's been under there for 13 years. So he fell for her during a time when she was not stable so i don't and this conservatorship wasn't ever didn't look like it was ever going anywhere so for that i was like okay so maybe he's genuine or the perks that he's getting out of being with her during even while she's not completely well or whatever's going on or he's biding his time so i'm suspicious a bit but you don't need I, yeah i agree you shouldn't get married straight away there needs to be some time of her out of conservatorship because no one actually knows even though we all well, we all, uh, I guess everyone's been on to her dad thinking that, well, Jamie Spears isn't the the, the 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 safest guy and he's done a lot of nonsense. We still don't know what Britney is like out of this space and what led her to be in that conservative, conservatorship exactly. And whether he was actually taking liberties or there was a vi viable, there are viable reasons. So there's lots to be unpacked and discovered when she's free of this shackle. So um, yeah, putting up all day long. I did feel like, where are you coming from, um, Auntie Octavia? Do you know Britney like that? I don't know, and but I guess anyone would have made that comment. I, I think it's just because seeing like, Octavia Spencer and then seeing the blue, I don't know, it just seemed a bit weird, but I was thinking the same thing and exactly right, peak business and it is what it is. Um, yeah, man, let's just see. Um, definitely get all the prenups. He should be locked from every single penny from her. Um, I was trying to look into his background. Doesn't look like he comes from money. So yeah, definitely. Lock your shit up, Brittany. Auntie Farah. Yeah, pretty much what you guys said. I mean, he's 27 years old and Brittany's 39. Age ain't nothing but a number, but it does make me a little bit sceptical of, you know, him wanting to rush into marriage at this point because there was no talk of they... Well, like, we don't know, but it just seems like the conservatorship ended on Monday and by Friday they were engaged. There might have been things in the way, but again, like let her have time to deal with what she's dealing with. If you're going to be with her and you want to be with her for the rest of her life, you can wait a little while until the dust has settled a little bit. Um, she, she needs to sign every kind of prenup going in the world so that he can't get a red cent out of her. And as you said, Auntie Shadet, I don't think that Britney is fully all there. When she speaks, like she's, she's very, she does a lot of... Um, meditation and stuff like that now but when she speaks she just doesn't look all there in her eyes it, it's almost like something is missing but again I do know that sometimes when people have mental illnesses like I've got family that have mental illnesses when you take certain medication those are the effects that happen anyway like that's how it makes you come across and I think before she has said things like that so I just feel like she just needs to be very careful at this point in time she doesn't know who she is without someone controlling her. You know, her dad went, took this conservatorship when she had her breakdown. Um, and I just feel like she just needs to find herself again and not find herself in another relationship. Because if you remember when she got with Kevin Federline, that was off the back of lots of other things and her wanting to prove that 
look at me now. I'm free. I'm an adult. I can do what I want to do. So I just feel like, take your time. That's a nice ring. How did he pay for it? Is it on HP? <laughs> and as for Auntie Octavia, she basically said what everybody was thinking. She like, maybe she shouldn't have come at her like that. Maybe she should have done what Drew Barrymore did because Drew Barrymore has been sending Britney Spears messages like privately because she said she didn't want to do it on social media. So maybe she should have come at her like that. But I also feel like it was a bit of an auntie thing where she saw it and her Twitter fingers got the better of her. But I don't think what she said was wrong because it's blatantly what I thought when I saw it. I was like, really? Mm, interesting. Indeedy. Um, I guess we can move on to the next, next topic, <clears throat> um, which is... Okay, that is me. Yours. Right, all right. So my one is, and I'm going to butcher this poor girl's surname. Does anybody know how to pronounce Irene's surname so that I don't kill it? Agbontan? Agbontan? If it's got an N there, yeah. Agbontan. Yeah, yeah like that could be it. Okay, so. Agbontan. Agbontan. Maybe. I hope so. I mean, as Africans, this is. I terrible. mean, as the, the, the there's a silent Nigerian. In it, in it. Can the Nigerian help us, please? <laughs> I love the side eye that I went. Huh? I don't know why everyone's trying to look at me. <laughs> I'm very well, I personally weren't looking at you. I was looking away because I was like, I, I just Irene. I mean, socialite. Irene. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where it's written. Where's, why did you write it? Not here. But anyway, okay. I've tried, I've tried. Irene Agbontane, who is currently like being featured in the docu-reality series called High Life on Channel 4. Um, one of her main storylines is that she has gone through um, egg freezing. And I was really, I was quite taken aback that she would be sharing this because most black people don't share it, but was also really proud of her for doing it. I'm just gonna read a little excerpt from her recent feature in Vogue, in British Vogue. And it goes on to say, this is a direct quote from her. When I searched for information and videos about fertility treatment and freezing my eggs, I didn't see anyone that looked like me, not a single person of color, nobody, not one, explains Irene who had her first consultation in June this year and went on to have her eggs extracted in July. I looked on YouTube through the videos that the clinic sent, even videos that show you how to administer the injections once you get to that stage and there's nobody that represents and looks like me. Another major concern for Irene was fibroids that very disproportionately affects black women and can potentially cause complications when egg freezing. So that information needs to be made more available, she goes on to explain. And also a report earlier this year by UK fertility watchdog, the Human Fertilization and Embryology Authority reported that black people in the UK are over 25 times less likely to access fertility treatment than white people and 7% less likely to be successful Although statistics around egg freezing specifically were not available, the report revealed that between two, 2014 and 2018, 
over 5,000 people of Black African heritage and over 1,000 Black Caribbean people underwent IVF in contrast to 189,000 white British patients. So Irene hopes that her openly discussing the subject on High Life will help more women of colour look into the fertility treatments available to them. Now for the aunties, I just wanted to get your general thoughts on what she's going through and just how you think um, her representation and what High Life is like bringing to the forefront means to the Black British experience. Auntie Shadow. Hey you, what's going on? Sorry, um, <laughs> I've got two screens and my mouse was on the other screen. I was trying to get it back, sorry. Um, what are my, what are my general thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I think, I think like you, I think it's like a great thing. Like um, more people, like if the statistics are anything to go by, then more people definitely need to know about it, just in general. Um, my understanding was that it's it kind of um, difficult to, have healthy embryos at that age as well. So it's interesting that she's able to um, even go through the process of that age. And that's that kind of like a bit of a myth, myth buster as well. Um, you know, even some of my younger um, ladies that I speak to, they were they watched the show and they were interested in that aspect of her story too. So it's definitely opened things up. I will say though, I do think like, there are black women that do go for these things, but they just don't talk about it or they just don't kind of like make it known to people um, because there's still stigma attached to that sort of thing. But yeah, I think it's definitely good um, and a an, an, an necessary uh, topic that should be covered for sure. Auntie Farah. Yeah, I think all the things that you guys said, um... I know a few people that want to freeze their eggs, but the financial reasons, implications get in the way and they're not able to do it. I actually wish that I had frozen my eggs. If I had money back when I was like maybe 10, 15 years younger, I actually wish that I had frozen my eggs at that point because as I am approaching my elder years, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know how many eggs I got left. I might want to use one, I might not, who knows, but I'd like to have the option. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it was a good thing, like you said, Auntie Sade, about her showing that you can get it done at that age because they do make it sound like oh no your eggs aren't viable that at that age and you won't have much you won't have much of a, a a pool of eggs like you won't get they won't get very many from you that's what they tend to tell you but yeah. um yeah no I think it's a great thing there's lots of women who aren't particularly ready to have a baby right now um and if they've got the option to have a baby in the best possible way later in later years then that's more power to them. I think it's great. She's highlighting a lot of things. I was quite um, quite glad that she mentioned it. And I was also quite glad at the reaction from her mum. Because at yeah. first I was like, oh shit, where's she going with this? What's she going to say? She's going to be like, frozen babies. No, no, no. But then she was like, actually, no, yes, that's a good thing. So um, yeah, more power to her. Yeah, you guys have pretty much said it. I think, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's a good idea. Uh, it's funny when you guys said that no one's talking about it it's interesting because I feel like it's not I think there's new viability to things that come forward like as time evolves because I think it's in general it's not so that many people are talking about freezing their eggs in that way and then obviously in our communities it's a different perspective about 
having babies it's, it's not a thing where that we do, we can't have babies or we won't have babies it's kind of expected that we're going to have babies so but I've, i don't know about the stick i didn't know there was a stigma about talking about freezing their eggs but there is so it's interesting because i've heard a lot maybe because in my circle i've heard a lot of people in my circle in my, in my space i've heard a lot of black women talking about the fact that yeah look come a certain time especially with the lack of available men um for whatever reason whatever, whatever your reasons are freezing eggs is a uh, is, is is a common com common conversation but it is like the accessibility to do it the finances to do it the information mm -hmm. to do it it's same thing like ivf and all that type of stuff it's more about finances and accessibility where there's a lot of missing or not enough information or maybe yes maybe not enough information but i don't feel i didn't know there's i didn't feel like there's a stigma about it because i just don't think it's been a thing that's been about long enough for us to even say oh that's mad the only thing i think um I think when I was watching with my daughter, and I think that what has come up, so maybe I'm contradicting myself, that there's a conversation about, you know, as always, the independent woman who's like, I don't need a man, I want to freeze my eggs. And I think some young people are having that kind of conflicting conversation where women who are like, I ain't got time for no, well, usually, idiot man, to be honest. It's not just, I ain't got no time for no man. They're not saying it without reason. And so they're now like, well, so if I want to have kids, either I'm going to go into it in the IVF way, or I'm going to freeze my eggs till I literally know just in case, and there's backup and stuff like that. So I think that's maybe if that's any kind of stigma, it's all. But that's always been the in, the the stigma around a woman claiming independence, and it's being thrown about that women are just saying we don't need no man. And I don't think it's necessarily as basic as that. It's usually because of the issues that come with trying to find a man that matches your status, that matches your intelligence, that matches where you're at just in life in general, your interest. It's kind of difficult, um, especially when you're from a smaller group in a Western land. I would say. So um, I think maybe that's where the stigma comes from. But generally, yeah, bring it to the forefront. Primetime show, definitely having those different conversations and showing black people talking about things other than the stereotype that are imposed on us in other situations, other setups. Yeah, yeah talk about yeah. the eggs. Talk about the eggs. Yeah, man. Also, I think that um, it's not just, if people are looking at it from a point of view of, oh, it's a woman trying to take control and be like, I don't need no man. I don't necessarily think it's that either. I think it is a case of, you know, women we don't make eggs forever yes. so if you can freeze your eggs at a time where they're probably in inverted commas more viable then you know if you've got the finances to do that then let's do that then go, go ahead and do that it's not necessarily them saying straight away i don't want a man i don't feel like that is always the case it's just that when I have, I might not get a man, like you said, for all the other reasons, for the next 10 years. And when I meet him, I might want a baby, but I might not be able to have a baby. So let me take out an insurance policy and make sure that I can. Yeah. Auntie Nana. That, that's, that's definitely what I was getting from it. Just the, um, the conversation around fertility, definitely th there is a stigma to it. Because when, it, it may be within your mind, just that, you're already feeling like I'm inadequate because I, it's a problem for me to have a child. There's that kind of psychosis that's going on anyway. But then also there are way more people that you are not able to talk to about it. It's not something that you can just openly start chatting to people about your fertility status. And I think as women get older, it's interesting that she's 36 and doing this. I think there's more of a conversation as to this should be something that people are thinking about. I think as soon as you hit into your thirties, like if there's nobody around that this is explored, there's conversation, 
But for people to actually follow through on it, I think they are few and far between. There are lots of people that I've spoken to because they just know that it was an area that I explored. So they know that I've gone to clinics. I know a little bit more about it. And as I'm talking to them, I'm like, you should find out your, your status. Like you should have a health check. You should be going for an ultrasound. You should know how many follicles are actually like working now that are producing eggs every month. That if you are stimulated, that you may be able, you may be heading to, you can only get three. But if you had done it two years ago, you may have been able to get 10 out. Like those types of things people don't really know about unless you're really trying for a baby and it's not happening. Then you start exploring it. But it should be something that most people have an MOT and find out what their fertility status is when they're younger. Then you're desperate or you're like, I'm ready for a child. And then you go into looking into it and you're firmly in your 30s past 35 when you know fertility is on the decline then for some people that's fair i think is it the thing where because i know a young couple that were looking into fertility and stuff like that but because they're not actively trying they're not allowed to get that information and it's only if you're actively mm. trying then yeah. you're allowed which i think is horrendously is wild that's out of order like i don't see why you can't check I, that's really suspicious as well why can't you check if i want to know why my armpit goes left and it's like why is there restrictions to me wanting to know my stuff about my you body. You have to do it privately. Like you can't yeah. do it on the NHS until. Yeah, it's mad. I think you have to be, uh, I think it's like when you get to 30, if I remember correctly, oh. um, then you're able to get all of the checks done on the NHS. But then there's, a, like, there's, there's like a feeling, there's like a window. It's like, so then once you've done that, if you had a child like early on, and they call it secondary fertility. So you've had a child maybe when you was really young and as you've gone on, you're in your second wind of a relationship and you want a child and it's not happening, you can't get any treatment on the NHS. Like you actually have to pay for it privately. There's so, for, but I guess maybe this is all part of the like population agenda and people do think that we're overpopulated. So they're not going to actively help people at this time i don't know it's weird it's weird because they're also made but it's just for me it's at, it starts with can i check what the fuck is going on with my body it's like not giving young girls smears until they're a certain age but yet they can still get cervical cancer depending or whatever before yeah. they have sex all that type of stuff it's just that barrier i can't get my blood type unless i go private it's like why are there these restrictions on our health from the headache and it's you know when i was asking about my blood type they're like oh because it's so expensive what the fuck like, yeah, because isn't yeah. it? It's that whole thing. Like we were talking about when we you know we have our countless conversations about COVID and how they promote everything but healthy lifestyle. So mm. how about if we are more informed about what suits our body and what doesn't, that then saves the NHS inadvertently rather than taxing us to fucking pay for it. How about helping us to be as healthy as we can and be informed about what suits our bodies and not and what we can exactly. do? Then that takes the strain off. It's mad. It's mad that's that's exactly it because it's like you would spend less money if let's say you get to 25 and you want to just find out what your fertility status is so you know how long you have because I, I feel like so many people now are, are are leaving it longer like because it's like career like just how you want your life to go but if you don't actually know that you may not have that time but it may be like actually your your eggs 
are are running low now and you're 25. So within the next five years, you may want to actually put this career thing on a back burner if you want a family and have a family. Like these are conversations I don't understand why people are not having. But then you get into your 30s or in your 40s and it's like, I really want a family now. But if you'd known what your fertility status was in your 20s, you'd have been able to make an informed decision as to I can wait until I'm 40. And some people, they have an abundance of eggs. And then you can be like, I can wait. Or I actually want to go into egg donation because I have so many. Like I, I'm, I'm fine to go through procedures and I can donate my eggs. And there's that as well. There is egg sharing. So even if you don't have the money, but you have an abundance of eggs, you can go through the procedure and donate some of your eggs and get IVF for free. So there's schemes, but you kind of got to go into that world to know that this is actually even available to you. And it's not just kind of, oh, I would freeze my egg kind of conversations. It's like, actually, it needs to be explored. And I think that's the taboo because people get a bit scared. Like, actually, do I even want to know what my status is? Say if I'm told that I don't, I don't have any eggs or like, you know, it gets a bit scary just to find out what's happening with your body, but it shouldn't. So I was really proud of her for allowing this to be like a part of her storyline because it does actually, it, it makes a difference to people when they see other people that look like them going through it. Definitely does. It changes right. things. Let's get the comments and move on to the next. We have Ray says, health outcomes for black women differ. The stigma is because of the assumption of fertility issues and not considering some other reasons for this. The cost implications and disparities in social mobility and financial freedom. Side note, that show was the worst part of Channel 4, hashtag black to front. We will talk about it in a, sec in a second soon, because um, that's interesting. Um, and yes, okay. Moving on, Auntie Sade, what have you heard? So, <clears throat> sorry, my story is basically about the VMAs, um, MTV's Video Music Awards. Um, it happens obviously every year. It's been going for like 20 years now. Madonna was awarded. So many people perform like Little Nas X, Chloe, as I mentioned before, even like Alicia Keys and so. But I just wanted to know, Guys, do you think it's played out now? Do you think they should call it a day? Is it enough? Were you impressed? Did you even bother to watch it? Like, what are your thoughts? Auntie Farah. I must admit, I didn't watch the whole thing because the idea of watching the whole thing is a bit much. I just watched key performances that I wanted to watch. Like, I YouTubed it and I watched it like that uh, rather than sitting there and watching the whole... <laughs> I, did, I couldn't be bothered to do all that. But... I think, I don't think it's played out. I like to see it, you know, I like to see people coming in their weird costumes and their weird, um, you know, musicians are very different to actors, aren't they? Like when it's, a, when it's an award for a music show, they show up and show up, they're performing as soon as they hit the red carpet. So I, I, I do like to see what people are wearing, even though sometimes I'm like, what is that? But, um, <laughs> but no, I, you know, I like it. I, I think they should, as long as they keep getting the talent, and there's an audience because you're always going to have the younger audience that are there for the whole experience, aren't you? And I suppose it's it means something to up and coming artists to win a VMA because, as you said, Madonna's won it. You've got all these icons, Michael Jackson, all these icons that have won it. 
and then um, for them to receive it as well, it's like one step and then the Grammy, I suppose. Auntie Nana. So I didn't watch it. Um, and it wasn't even too long ago. I was like scrolling through Sky and was really like, is MTV actually still on Sky anymore? Like just, you know how popular MTV used to be? And you don't even hear about it in conversations. Like now when people are talking about music, they're talking about Apple and Spotify as like the kind of tastemaker for where you are. Not even like the Billboard 100 really, that comes in occasionally, but MTV has lost its shine. So I, I didn't even know it was happening until I saw a few clips and until Auntie Sade said, that she was going to talk about it. I hadn't really noticed that it had taken place. Oh, sorry, that's my thing. Uh, somebody else talking, I'll go on mute. Hotline. Hotline. <laughs> Is that a house phone? She's on mute now. On mute now. Girl, on okay, um, well, I was going to say that um, MTV Awards was something I religiously watched from beginning, from the ruler to the tutor. I loved it all day long. Um, one of my favorite, most memorable performances, ironically, was Madonna's um, Vogue performance when she did it. Like that, I used to videotape it. I would record it. I'd watch it back to back, like award shows in general, the Oscars, MTV Awards, and there was another one, obviously the BT, but in those days, in the 90s, oh my God. So MTV has been like embedded in my soul. Those awards I looked out for. And they, as um, has been said, they were tastemakers. Like, and MTV is always the, was the rebellious cool kid of all the awards when it comes to music. So you wanted an MTV award. You wanted to be at the VMAs. Um, oh, sorry. Um, nah, so I, I don't know. I, and I feel like you do age out of these things, um, unless you're in the music industry, unless you're in the actually in that space you do age out and certain things don't bother you as much as they do like i'm i barely took any note i can't i would definitely not sit through it i was looking through the list of who performed i literally get to the point where i don't know even who people are um which is what mad for me because I, like like i said i music was my thing barely know anyone's name anymore the um chloe's Chloe's performance, I actually, don't, I actually don't think I like that. I'm not sure I need to hear the song. I don't think I care for the song that much. However, she did a phenomenal job. Um, uh, Little Nas X, I think his performance, his performance was very iconic MTV performance. Yes. It was that kind of risky. It was well done. It was visually nuts. So that is one of those ones that I would pull out and be like, oh my God, did you see that? If I was of age, I'd be like, oh my God. So I think Nas X really fits the mold of what an MTV performance would be, VMA performance would be. Um, and who was the other person? Buster Rhymes. It was mad seeing like, you know, he's of our generation, but his medley was perfect. I think he did a, fin like that. I, I mean, I've seen Buster Rhymes in concert multiple times, amazing. And he still got it in that respect. He's one, he, he outshined some of the youngers out there. So that, and him and Splissar still have that synergy also a perfect performance for MTV. So I, I don't know if it's played out. I don't think I have the right to say where it's played out. I'm not even in that space anymore. Um, and like I said, I feel like I've aged out of sitting there religiously watching it and making sure I watch every last drop and talking about it with my friends. That's not something I'm gonna do anymore. Um, but yeah, I think it has its place, but it, is, it was a shame when the channel started to decline into reality shows. It became like a TV show rather than about its music, but obviously it was suffered from competing from the availability of so many music channels that 
I don't know how you, st well, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know whoever made that decision to turn it into a reality show channel. I don't know what that move was, whether there was pre-panic, so they overcompensated to try to do reality shows and lost it, because it could still be the iconic music channel, but it just made a different decision and it was just weird. So, because there are so many music channels on, I don't watch music. Like <laughs> a lot of them are MTVs. Oh, are they? <laughs> like, All the music channels? MTV has, You've got MTV yeah. bass, you've got MTV hits, you've got MTV, there's like, you've got MTV. Oh, still got them. Okay then, okay then they're okay. okay. Like, it's no, it's, no, I, I'm agreeing with you, but the, the go-to channel used to be MTV. MTV, yeah. Off channels, so, but now it's just full of reality stuff. It's not yeah. even MTV on MTV bass still there? MTV bass is still there. I do watch, I must oh. say, I watch MTV bass. You have music on, you have music on, yeah. yeah. Actually, um, I was just going to say, like, I think, like, they had to change because the competition from YouTube was just insane. Like, they were yeah, yeah, yeah. like it. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they would, if they didn't pivot, they would not be around now, for sure. Do you know what I mean? They had to. So I, I think it was definitely, like, a smart move on their point. But I don't think they're leading here at all. I, I really don't. I don't think, like, young people are thinking, oh, I have to watch the VMAs. I don't think that they are. They're just seeing it because it's being shared on social. They don't necessarily know where it's from. Um, do you know what I mean? And if there was something to replace it, like, I don't even know if it was YouTube, for example, they would watch that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not. Yeah. The, 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 the brand itself, to me, doesn't hold that clout anymore. And if it didn't do, say if the event didn't happen, who's going to... He's really gonna get. Do you know what I mean? Like it would just, it would just be whatever the the next thing is, really. So yeah, I just, I, I think personally, I do think it's like a little bit played out now. Um, I don't know how or what they would do. Um, but if like, I don't know if TikTok or Spotify or Instagram were to do something to this kind of scale, then it's over. It's game over. Really? I feel like that's what they're missing a the trick with because those are the people that they should it should be like you know like in partnership I can't remember what show I was watching what thing I was watching like wireless so wireless mm -hmm. is always now in partnership with something isn't it mm -hmm. so it's yeah. almost so like the MTV awards should be especially with sponsorship now that you can get they should be in partnership with maybe a Spotify or um one of you know one of those I, th other. I think TikTok is actually like the space because mm -hmm now TikTok is so influential in music it would like that would be like the perfect partner we yeah. have like M MTV and TikTok awards like that would and then you'd probably have more artists that we don't really know but you know the track from TikTok like actually it, I think it, that would be that's where the world is going that's what's needed but then I yeah. suppose maybe TikTok don't even need MTV yeah because I, I, I mean and saying that it's Lil Nas X's video clip on video performance on MTV's YouTube channel's got four million views, and um, a lot of them are in the hundreds of thousands. So the channel itself, like his YouTube channel, is in quotes thriving. So I don't know where. So with I'm like I said, I, I, I feel mean, like, like I that's that not great. But YouTube's getting paid every time someone. No, I understand. I'm just wondering. I'm just saying about yeah, but I'm just saying like the they don't own the platform, so they're not with. That's not them winning. That's not winning. them winning. That's no. not them winning market share. That just means that YouTube is the number one destination. If you want to know about a video, that's where you're yeah. going. You should yeah, be yeah. going for MTV. Should be going to their catch up, shouldn't you? Yeah. 
Which yeah. is like, like even with me, I went onto YouTube to watch the performance. Yeah, you would. I've got like catch up, and and I could have gone on to. But then, okay, okay. You would. That's that's the thing. That's where they 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 can't compete against that. Do you know what I mean? No, they can't. I just wonder. I was more thinking about like, do people care? Because less about maybe their but people do people still care about MTV because they still went. Like, of all the awards. It's whatever you search. So if their algorithm is working great, which it is for them in, on YouTube, so they're coming up first, but there's going to be a hundred channels that have that video on it. They're not going to catch them all on the actual MTV music channel. There's no way. Do you know what I mean? And every time an ad is played, when that is played, YouTube is getting paid. So say if, they, if, if everyone was going to MTV's website and those four million people was going there, and every time the video is played, MTV's getting paid, then they're, then they're laughing, but they're not. That's not what's happening. Do you know what I mean? So it's not, it's yeah, not, they, they can't win that battle because everything's on demand. Yeah, not that. It's more about their relevance if, if people care about them. No, I mean, like, the, the, the battle is relevant. That's what I'm saying because it's, it's ultimately it's brand market share, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So they're not, they're losing, to be honest, and they're losing over time. I think the artists care, but I think the artists care because it's a place to, um, what's the word? Cut your teeth in terms of iconic performances before maybe you go on to do something like the Grammys yeah. and have an iconic performance there. Because I will say that when people do perform at the MTV Awards, they put their all into it. Yeah, there's so many great iconic performances throughout time. Um, like Doja Cat actually was brilliant yesterday. I, I mm. really enjoyed her performance. I think that she. It's weird because I I, I want to not like her, but lately <laughs> she's doing some things, and I'm like. I kind of like you. She's a talented, twisted girl. You know what I mean? Oh, you said it. She's a talented, <laughs> twisted girl. I can't you like. I, I quite like her. That's I what actually I mean. do. I do I like mean. her quirkiness because I didn't know that that was her. Mm. So I, 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 when when everyone was talking about like she was in that forum and you know chatting shit and stuff and she may be racist and all of that jazz, um, I didn't know who she was or what she looked like. And then I just watched something and I just thought, oh, this is like a quirky rapper. And it was really like, oh, I like her quirkiness. This is different. Like she's not, she's not the same. Like she isn't like sweetie. Like it's like she's different. I like her difference. I she's think she's not cool. So talented. It's just like yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, why can't I, I am a bit of a fan? Yeah. I am. I am. She gets to fight, unfortunately. <laughs> and that's um, what you gotta say, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't really notice her, but um, we're watching you, Doja Cat. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think MTV still got its. I think it's got its historical legacy that people will not forget. But I think you're right in the fact that it could get stamped out maybe by something soon forgotten. But it's still clinging on, and the fact that it does still have sus subscription channels that have all the different variations of music. I think people still it's still there, but there are there are so many competitors. Um, mm uh let's get the comment okay candy says growing up as a dancer i used to watch it religiously but over the years i've lost track of who's who that was my defining moment that i am in fact an auntie now yeah, yeah i think that's literally. probably all of us yeah. <laughs> literally the minute i'm like <laughs> yeah no literally because i'm but the thing my thing what it, it pains me because i was such music but it's literally since i launched bridge blacks in 2012 my whole shift has been on visual so i can't i used to have music all day long i knew music inside and out 
So it's really mad that I don't know music the way I used to know music. It was my thing. It's just funny. So I'm like, yeah, I can't, I don't, I can't, I don't have time to play catch up because I've got to watch so much films, plays and books and all that type of stuff. The yeah, art. It does make me laugh that you're like, I don't know who that person is. I don't know. Like every time Literally. I say like, real aunties, it's like. But yeah, but it's like a, it's like a. Mom knows. <laughs> it's like a real auntie because it's like, it's just because I don't have the time to immerse. Like I can't, if I put like a music channel on, I've got to turn it off I've got to edit something. I've got to turn it off I've got to watch something. So it's like literally, because when I listen to music, I go in and I'm lost in the music. So when I'm trying to edit something. I'm like, oh no, I want to sing and dance and do, do a routine for no reason. But um, yeah, man, um, it's forced me into auntiehood. Uh, if it wasn't for my darling daughter, um, I wouldn't know who Digger D is. Wait, 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 wait. No, you would know who he was. You would know Big up to Digger D though, so it's sidetrack. Big up to Digger D, because Digger D was in the community yesterday giving out clothes and trainers and stuff. Oh, so was he? Yeah, oh, bless him. Oh, I'm the brother. Well, nephew. It's I? whatever, it's yeah. whatever. I know things, it's whatever. My daughter's shaking. I, I like him. I do like him. After watching that documentary on BBC, I was like, I've taken to him. Like, I, I find him quite funny. He is a bit comedic. He reminds me of a proper nephew. Like he reminds yeah, me of my nephew. Yeah. Well, he reminds me like, of my nephew. I was looking at it, it was like, yeah, you actually remind me of Devonte. Shout out Devonte. Okay. My auntie AK, hi. What have you heard? Well, I've heard that Texas wants to pretty much ban women from having abortions after the six-week mark. Um, but so this has been going on whilst we were away for sure. But um the article that I saw was that the Biden administration suing Texas over the clearly unconstitutional abortion ban. This is reading from The Guardian. And I mean, the headline alone is like, the president of a country that's supposed to be the leader of the free world country is, is suing its own internal, like the way that politics and the law and everything is set up is so nuts because you, you, if you don't understand the ins and outs that actually the president doesn't have as much power. Like in my opinion, if I run the country, if I'm the president, prime minister, governor, let me shut down shit because I said so. Why the fuck have I got to sue? That's a Let me be. Let me be. Because <laughs> why am I suing? In the, it's just nuts. But anyway, so yeah, um, abortion. Uh, Texas, if you didn't know, which you should know, has basically said the extreme abortion law um, is the most radical one. Senate. Uh, I'm trying to get the. So basically, yeah, signed into law by the Republican governor, Greg Abbott, in May, bars abortion once embryonic cardiac activity is detected. So basically, once you see the blip, blip, blip of a heartbeat, which is around six weeks, you are not allowed to have an abortion in Texas. And this, there's no exception for rape or incest or any other traumatizing situation where a woman might fall pregnant. Um, and it's the first state to ban abortion this early in pregnancy since Roe v. Wade, that was that iconic law, um, battle that you know overturned all of that stuff back in the day so yeah biden's suing texas i mean um vice president kamala harris said the right of women to make their own choices on reproductive rights and decisions about their own bodies should not be she was not negotiable um and she, yeah she supports the, the, the obviously she supports the suing I, I i just i just it's just my way in to talk about the hell the fast forwarding into the handmaid's tale territory what do you guys think what the hell's going on I mean, huh? So, <laughs> Auntie, Auntie, I can't Auntie Shada, I don't think you've gone first. Um, what do I think? I mean, it's crazy. I think, you know what, to be honest, I think I spoke about this a few months ago 
when they were either talking about it or something kind of thing. And I was just like, this is wild and it's probably going to happen. And it has. Do you know what I mean? It's just, and, and the thing is, if Biden and his administration don't overturn this, then this is going to be the way forward, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, this, this is it. We might as well say that this is the beginning, right? On, on the, the global war on women, essentially. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because once you, because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't actually matter what you believe, right? Whether you're pro-abortion or you're anti-abortion, you should also be, like, ideally, like, give people the right to do what they want to do. Like, why is it your business? You know, but I do think that this is just, again, another knee-jerk reaction from, you know, extremists in the Republican Party, um, white nationalists, to be honest, because they are so fearful that their birth rates are dropping, that mm. they, they, they're enforcing, they think that this is the way forward to continue their race. And it's just, insa- like, it's just actually insane. I, I mean... Yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's just crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. And maybe if they treated their people better, or, do you know what I mean, treated women better, to be honest, then maybe they would have more babies. Like, do you know what I mean? Maybe they'll just have a bit more peace and harmony and stuff and be making more kids. But, like, no, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Pretty, don't want to deep it too much because it's a bit scary as well, having finished watching, you know, Season four of The Handmaiden's Tale recently. Um, have you not watched it? Okay, cool. I won't, I won't spoil anything. But bloody hell, man. Like, it, it happened. So the way they dramatise it, it, this is, it's almost text, textbook, basically, what we're seeing now. Yeah. Auntie Nana. Yeah, no, um, all of that. I think, like, I don't know where I was, but I didn't seem to know that this was taking place until I think we was all having a conversation about it. And I was like, what? It's actually passed. Like, it just seemed to pass me by in the news. It passed when we were in Santorini, I think. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I'm so surprised that this has come into being in my lifetime. And maybe there are riots, I don't know. And they're not showing us, but it just seemed to be like a, a real subtle silent kind of outrage like people just being like I can't believe it's happened but I would have thought if you were doing this to women there would have been hellfire and damnation going on that this has been passed in law I was also like looking into how they were going to prosecute this like as for the for the mother who has decided to have an abortion like how it was going to work and it seemed like the the punishment was always going to be let on whoever facilitated the abortion. So it's like, if you have abortion clinics, like this is your business, how how is that working in Texas? Like now you all have to shut down. Like, you know, you're just like, I don't get how this is working. And then for all of those children that come about that the, maybe the, the, the mother doesn't want, isn't able to look after, like, do you have everything in place for these babies to be looked after properly and not just go into some cycle of like child labor or flipping being sold you know you're just like this is so sinister to me I can't figure out what the end game is other than really sinister ends to those children like you actually want a 
a, a farm, a battery kind of going of babies to use for whatever you're using them for. That's how it feels. That's where my mind has gone. Like this is the only reason why you would do this. So I'm I'm just really surprised that people aren't rioting in Texas. Like I'm, that's what I'm more surprised about. But then from Handmaidens Tell, you see how it's seemingly over their stuff. Like literally, like we should be rioting too. Like it's like it's happening over there, so it's not going to happen over here. It's happening over there, so it's not going to happen over here. But if I was in Texas and neighboring states. I'd be getting scared that this is going to come to me sooner or later, that this is going to be what it is. This is going to be on my doorstep as soon as I bat an eyelid. And then before I know it, I'm going to be flipping some some handmade or I'm going to be a, a an auntie. I have a question about that. I wanted to ask you guys if it did actually happen. Just a quick aside. If it did happen and Gilead came into being, what would you be? A handmade? Or a Martha or an auntie. They would make you don't have a choice. You don't get a choice. You don't get a choice. If you could pick, if you could pick, which one are you going for? You don't get a choice. And if if we're going from you, don't get a choice. All four of us here, actually, maybe because we're getting older. But if if they found us viable, we'd be handmaids because we've done. Now we're too old to be handmaids. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why I said if they found us viable. Just because so we could be masters or aunties. I'm, I, I'm telling you straight, I'm going to be in the colonies or debt. That's, no, but that's happening 100%. Like, eventually, I'm, like, I'm that chick that's riding that car and driving it into someone. I'm, I'm that girl. I'm taking everybody. Any any chance I get, I'm taking someone out. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be dead. Just, just like that, I'm biting something. There's off. no freaking way. I would go that way. I can't, I can't. I can't be. I can't be an auntie. No. No. I'm like. I'm. I know. If I'm. An, if I get to that space where I'm an auntie or in that. In. in if I. If whatever. If it's by force. Then How? I'm. That, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm just saying. If I'm exploring the thing. I wouldn't choose to be any of them. I'm gone. Whatever I'm doing, rebelling. But if I was an auntie, if I was forced into that position. Then I'll be the auntie that's on part of the resistance. No matter what, I'll be part of the resistance. No, but you'll be suppressing people. You'll be you'll you'll actually. I'm saying that if we're forced into it, whatever happens, however, I'm talking about we've got different no, scenarios. I'm dying before that happens. There's no way. Oh, I'm, I'm just saying for me. No, you're saying you'd be an auntie. You say that you would do that and be part of the resistance. I'm but just we're yeah, talking yeah, about like an insider. But and inside, I'm just saying it's okay, obviously the ideal is none of us are going to get there. However, let's remove all of that. I'm just saying if you're absolutely, whatever reason, because this isn't happening yet, slotted <laughs> into the position and you're either in, if, if it, you wake up one day, you're wearing the auntie uniform. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. You're a bell from then. Do you know what I mean? You're a bell from then. Then they're going to have to put you in the colonies or something. Whatever the case is, rebellion is the answer. No matter what, resistance. There's so many characters in this. Nah, because, because this is the fit. This, and this this is that, obviously, we're just chatting in. But exactly. <laughs> this is part of the problem, yeah? That people would just be like, oh, I'll just do it and I'll try and help. No! Kill them! <laughs> Get rid of them! Get rid of them all! Because you can't help. You can't help in those situations. You can't. Anything that you do is going to cause more harm to more people. And it'll just take too many cycles and generations of people to come to shut it down. Too many people suffer in the process. Kill them from the start. Kill them all. Yeah. I, take I back the freedom. <laughs> take it back. You have to. 
What would you do? Um, <laughs> she's I gonna, think, she's gonna kill it. <laughs> basically, like, I think it would be too much. Like, honestly, <laughs> you, you know, like, um, Joan is her name, Joan? Yeah, she's nuts now. Yeah, like, she's going through everything, and the other not, one that's now institutionalized. Uh, that's I mean, absolutely not me. No. So I'm either going out like Moira. So yeah. I'm going out and I'm getting away to, yeah, to Canada. Yeah. Or they're going to have to, like, I'm going to blow myself up. Yeah, but like the other one. I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to live within it. In I would situation. really want to have the character to be an auntie and to be a part of the resistance to actually like help people leave, like to actually yeah. do that. But well, I, I don't know they, that they, my, they my catch you in the first cycle. They exactly. Cycle. You can't you can't be an aunt and not inflict suffering yeah. on other people. Oh, yeah, 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 you can yeah, be a marker. Yeah. You can be a marker and do that, but you can't be an aunt and do that. Yes, exactly. I, I get it, I get it. And that's what I'm saying. I don't have the character back, but because I do think that there is that they're also needed. You also need. The one that's known that right, we're in the fuckeries, but I'm also gonna try and help get as many people as I can within the position that I'm in. I think there's there's that personality strain. Well, everybody's able to do that. But I, so I wouldn't be able to do yeah. that. I would prefer mm. to leave this this earth than like I, I just don't have that character. You gotta take take out a couple people before you go, man. For the yeah, I'm taking out. Yeah, I, I, I would be a suicide. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to poison. I'd like to poison. I'd like to get food. The Marthas get food into them or something like that. Yeah. Being held down by a commander and I've got all of that. It's just it's mind fuck. That's why Joan's sick. Like you endured that. No, and then if you move from house to house, fuck off, man. That's a lot. And you're supposed to be grateful. And you're supposed to be grateful. No, you want to chew my eyeball? June, 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 June. I'm sorry. What you say? Yeah, no, because I've not seen this series. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. June, June, June. 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 That's who I'm talking about. <laughs> June, June. 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 We ain't told you nothing. Everything you're saying is hypothetical. No, she's mad from season one. From everything she's been through, the girl's mad. She's always been nuts. You were like, she's mad now. Like something new's happened. No, okay. She's Switching back, can I just say, like, with this whole abortion thing, one of the things that I don't understand here is why, like, why is there not more focus on vasectomies? Because really, and because I haven't given my my answer. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's fine, it's fine. My answer is basically that. It's basically that. If like the way that they're enforcing or like their law on, on people's bodies, why don't they enforce vasectomies on people? Vasectomy is reversible. Why don't yeah. you make certain people of a certain age, you all get vasectomies then? Exactly. If you're controlling my body, let me control your things. So back to back to the abortion and, and uh, it being at six weeks. Let's just talk about the six weeks as well, okay? So you can have an ectopic pregnancy up to 12 weeks. You can be mm. up to 12 weeks pregnant but and not know and it be an ectopic pregnancy. That is a pregnancy that will kill you if you do not have an abortion. It will kill you, okay? Additionally, you can be like five months pregnant and not know that you're pregnant. And this, imagine being five months pregnant, 
not know that you're pregnant as a result of a rape. You're traumatized already because you've been raped and maybe you're being continuously raped and brutalized. And you can't have, you can't, I'm not saying that you should have an abortion at five months. I'm just saying like six weeks. I've had stomach aches that have lasted longer than six weeks. Like it's not enough time. It is not enough time. Like hardly anybody even knows at six weeks that they're pregnant. It's yeah. not enough time because by the time that you've lo- you've missed your first period, you're, you're also like, well, maybe I missed it. Maybe I did it. It's, it's kind of hazy. So you can be six weeks pregnant and not know. And there's so many things, so many things that can happen to women during that point of time. It's just ridiculous that you've got these men controlling your body. I'm, I'm about the right to let someone have their own choice. That's what I'm about. I'm about it's my body. Let me do what I need to do to protect myself and my men- my mental health. It's just bizarre. And you're all right in what you said. It's the start of things to come. If this doesn't get overturned, it's the start of things to come. They are protesting in Texas, but it's like peaceful protests. And it's not really anything that you're hearing about the way that you should be hearing about it. It's just, yeah, I just feel like a lot of people are going to die because you're going to get a lot of women who are going to go and have abortions illegally. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people are going to go to jail it's just a vicious circle. The fact that the cab driver can be uh, can um, be prosecuted yeah. for driving somebody to the abortion clinic is just, yeah, it's ridiculous. Because how do you know how many weeks pregnant they are if you're an Uber driver? You don't. What are you going to yeah. do? So oh, you're going to abortion clinic. So you have your papers. Was it a COVID passport? Like, come on now. No. Nah. Well, they said, I think Uber and Lyft said that they will pay for any legal fees. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 If, that, if that happens. I, yeah, it's just bloody ridiculous and also, I think that they're, sorry i was just gonna say i think that they're purposely repressing these stories they're repressing the coverage of it because most of these news outlets are right-wing anyway do you know what i mean so it's not in their interest they're pushing something forward they don't want people to know that people are protesting they get they want the impression that people are not talking about it that's what they want mm. Yeah, because it's a very weird silence. And I was just going to say that even everyone's like saying rape, incest as because they're trying to show the extremes of what can happen. But actually, even if I'm not raped, even if I'm walking around and five months down the line, I find out that I'm pregnant. It shouldn't be that it's not even an equivalency. It's the fact that my life is not ready to have a baby. So let me not. I mean, let me make that choice. Let me make that decision. And as you, I think you guys were saying, the uh, who's prepared for we've got so many unwanted kids across the world there's so there's waiting list upon waiting list for kids in adoption and fostering but yet you feel that this is the way forward when people say you can just give birth and even just out you know giving birth itself such a stressful situation and then it's like just have a baby and also the emotional connection just have a baby and give it away it's fine are you all right like it's just madness it it doesn't seem like this is come from humans and it's the weirdest thing it's like i i have um i have opinions on the the length of time that's available like i do think 24 weeks is high for me as a time when like legally you're allowed to have an abortion i i I do think there should be a cutoff but six weeks isn't it and maybe 18 20 weeks is probably more fair but it it does feel like uh, who came up with this? Like, you know that lots of people's cycles go from flipping 20 days to 50 days. Like, you know this. So it's like, that doesn't even make any sense to give, like, you're going on like a standard, everybody has a 28-day cycle. And you would know this as any 
any doctor would know that that's not true and everybody's cycle varies and six weeks is so close to when you may actually just be like oh I've missed a period like when it dawns on you that oh it's, it's been a bit longer than a month for me but for some people that isn't like six weeks is their normal cycle but they could be pregnant and then they may not want this pregnancy and it's like that's way too short a time but it's all purposeful and that's the thing where it's like unless they can say we have created all of these homes and we have all of these systems in place for these children that are going to be born and we have these types of adoption regulations this just feels like another way to grab children and it isn't yes it's not past human experience to do this we know that it wasn't that long ago it's in recent history that they were grabbing children from the aborigines like so yeah. it's like this this isn't past what white men have done and it just yeah it, it rubs me up the wrong way that there isn't like mass violence about this but that we have spoken about this agenda against yeah. women that has come from lots of different angles where it's just like putting women on on a back foot like actually taking us back decades and here we are let's get the comments we have Ray says, ridiculous. I'm sure that Texas was able to pass this law and overturn previous legislation because of Trump's choices appointment of Supreme Court justices. He set this in motion and hopefully Biden can correct this travesty. They need to leave women to make choices about, the, about our own bodies. And goes on to say there are already too many children in the childcare system anyway. There is death row an agenda to harvest bodies or some ruthless-ish like that. Men need to take responsibility for where they leave their sperm or tie that ish up. 100%. Um, and you know what? I don't... Jury's out on Biden. Because my other story was going to be about the way that Biden's leaving, kind of leaving the path open for Trump 2024. Trump hinted the other day at the 9-11 in Memorial that there's going to be some very good news about him running when he was asked about when he runs. Trump I don't, trust, I don't trust Biden at all because he's got his own sort of agenda. There was that New World Order conversation about what the liberals set, the perceived liberal set are all the same. They're all the same. So we'll see. I don't know if Biden can I say think, I don't think Biden, though, has anything to do with whether or not Trump runs again. It, it, you no, know, no, I'm talking about the way he, um, his, his, the things that he, his, 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 was it his presidency? How his presidency goes, the decisions he makes, it just all seems very orchestrated at the moment. Like if he's shit, basically it leaves the path open. That's what I mean. But and then is that is that naturally because he's shit, or is it because they want this type of there's this shit, you know, the conspiracy theory behind it all? Anyway, just, um, just before we move on, there was a um uh politician and he said he he's outraged about I think he's a Texas politician and he was outraged about the fact that there were these COVID passports and being enforced on um certain jobs that you had to have a COVID, you had to be vaccinated. And he said, We need to be able to choose whether or not we have the vaccine. So it's fucking <laughs> hilarious that these bastards are like, oh, I want the right to choose if I have the COVID vaccine, but you're not giving a woman the right to choose whether or not she has a baby. A whole children. human baby. A whole human being. Okay, yeah. now it's time for... Oh. 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 O
Aunties know best. Aunties know best. Auntie Dana, take it away. <laughs> it is me. But uh, remember when I had that kerfuffle? Um, you guys need to talk about something, and I need to go and get what the dilemma is. Oh, okay. So don't have that phone. So, unless one of you can read it out because it's in our group. Oh, go on. Who's got that up? Get uh, it up. Which one is it? The. Is it the, um, the sperm incubator? incubator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the semen incubator. <laughs> Who's got it there? I've got it. I can read it. Got it? There we go. Yeah. All right. So you, my love. this dad has um, named his the mother of his child in his phone semen incubator. And he says, I just <laughs> told my son to get the game so we can play Call of Duty. And he said, you took it. Answer. Yeah. Why? Because he wouldn't let his brothers play with it. It's his game. He doesn't have to let them play with it. In this house, we share. So, yeah, he do. That's crazy because you've got four kids and none of them shame <laughs> and none of them share the same daddy. Give my son back his game so we can play. And then she says, bye. Now, my question to you guys is, what are your thoughts on this? And as the title of that little internet excerpt goes, is like, who is to blame? For this situation like what are your thoughts generally on how this situation is presented is the man in the wrong is the woman in the wrong does the man have a claim that his son should be able to play his game whenever he wants to play his game it's that way around, isn't it it's the mother saying that he should be able to play it and the son said no. no the mother is saying he has to share the yes. dad is the saying he should be able to play yeah. it the dad's somewhere else and he wants to get on the game so he can play with his son. Oh, and the mother. Play because I've taken it away from him. And he's like, well, why have you taken it away from my son? And she's oh, saying, well, because there's other children in the house and he's not sharing with his brothers. And then so he's saying, so what? They they don't share a dad. Why are you oh, okay. Whoever's saying that they, um, I think they're both wrong, personally. Do you know what I mean? I think the attitude towards each other just stinks from the beginning anyway. How can you have your the mother of your child save the sperm incubator? It just shows a level of disrespect that is just unfathomable, in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? I think that's disgusting. And what example are you setting anyway? Um, but you got to teach your kids to share at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, they're, if, if, you, if there's other people, it's just basic socialization do you know what i mean like if this if you have something then share it do you know what i mean why are you being so selfish or if there's a reason why it's been um taken away then you, that also needs to be respected do you know what i mean you need to be in line with each other and not have the contradiction that's that's basically but from the from the screenshot you can tell <laughs> that there's, issues, <laughs> there's absolute issues do you know what i mean but like you can't you can't just step in and just say because oh, they don't have the same dad, then they then he doesn't have to share. That's not that. Like, what kind of president are you setting? That's that's just ridiculous beyond belief. And if you if you honestly think that, then when he goes to his dad's, then that stuff stays there. Do you know what I mean? Then it doesn't come to the mum's house. Full stop. And then you don't have that issue anyway. Like, yeah. But nah, I think he's. I've, I'm I'm inclined to think that he's more trash 
because he has her saved like that. That's and I think she's just reacting to his nonsense. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah, he's hella petty. Hella petty. Because the thing is, there's nothing wrong with what she's saying. It's not like she's just like taking it away and saying, you need to buy all the kids in the house a PS4 or whatever the fuck the game they're playing. Like, it's, she's not even saying that. She's just saying he's not sharing with his brothers. It's important to teach your children how to fucking share. It's important. Otherwise, they become selfish, spoiled people, adults who don't have any respect for anybody else. So teach your pick me how to share, basically. And, and you're absolutely right. I do feel like she gave him back. Actually, she would, she didn't even give him back too much. She just said, it's my house. So yes, he does have to share. What's wrong with that? His attitude stinks as far as I'm concerned. Like, why have you got to mention her baby, her other baby fathers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'd like to know which order his son comes in out of the four. Because if it's last or in the middle, you didn't care. So why are you talking about it now? And also, I bet you've got more baby mothers than this one. Just saying. Yeah, everything you said. Um, and it's the thing of like also when he if you're trying to get online with your son with your son when he's with his mum, why? Because there's also that she, he's with his mum, isn't it? So and what time are you trying to get online? It's maybe if it's like bedtime, he's in his own, like he's in his own space, and you want to play with that your son at that time, you want to play Call of Duty, whatever the hell you want to play, out of the time when he's supposed to be bonding with his brothers, because he's with his brothers for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Like his brothers have come around. It's a bonding time for the siblings to get to know each other. But when one's on there, I mean, obviously kids always on their devices and stuff like that. But your kid, one kid no, separate. I think the kids live with the mum. The four, the, I'm All saying four, the, kids, yeah. I think the four children yeah. live with the mum. So it's not like they've come round. Yeah, okay. they live, they, that, that's their household. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, it still stands. That it, whatever the case, if she's saying not right now, because at the moment he's with his brothers, and also, again, I don't know if you can share Call of Duty. Everyone needs to get online to play Call of Duty, isn't it? Isn't it? How do you play? No, no. Well, you you can you can play it online. So if he wants to, if he wants to um, play it online with his son, yeah. So you can, yeah. That seems. Yeah, I'm saying that I'm just about the sharing thing because obviously you know, like if you've got a PS whatever case and you've got all the the devices, is it what's the not sharing? Oh, of all of the actual game. It, it probably is the game, and like if he's just bought it for his son, it may be you or he's got two hand controllers, and he or he may just have one. He's just bought it for his son, isn't it? So maybe yeah. one controller, and you're just like, no, I'm not sharing. I'm playing. And if there's three other children, and you haven't provided for the other siblings, like that may be the thing of where. The one sibling that has the game is like, no, this is my game. You guys can't play on it. So, like, yeah, the, there's other games as well. There's other games. So maybe it's a case of this, you know, he won't share or he wouldn't be sharing if he's playing with his dad. There's no sharing there. So I think so I think both of the parents, the parents, it sounds like obviously they've got stupid communication issues and issues between them two because it should be I am marginal. I get like I bought this game to play with my son. So obviously, and these all boys are not my children. So there's going to be individual parent preference. Like, you know, there's going to be special gifts from each parent, blah, 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 whatever. So this is his game with his son. What they need to figure out is this time, that's what I was saying, is it that all those kids are coming around, they don't all live, I don't know. So if they're all living in the same house. This is your specific time with your son. Carve out some time that this is when me and you are going to be playing a game, but not when whatever mum's doing and all the brothers need to be together playing with each other. 
or could there's that thing where it obviously seems like she wants them to be spending time together because I kind of like, if it's a solo game, you've only got one handheld and they want to play Call of Duty. I don't know. There's something in that where. I, think I, don't, I don't think it's that deep. Like, no, I, don't, no, I, I really that. don't think it's that deep. I just think it's like, do you know what I mean? Like they're getting like, I don't, I don't think he's saying in that like you're taking away my time, like um, he's invading her time. He's just trying to control what the boy does. Do you know what I mean? That's what it is. Yeah. You can't, as a parent, to a certain extent, I mean, there are going to be caveats here, but like just in general, even, if you give someone a present, what they do with it is their business, you know, because you've handed it over, you give it, it's theirs now. Do you know what I mean? So if they want to share, then they, then they kind of want to share. And that's what you should be encouraging as a parent, really and truly. If you're, saying, if, you're, if you're focusing on like, oh, you've got something that the other boys don't have, so you have more power, what are you teaching your son? That's out of order. Yeah, that's bad. But I was saying that if, if the boy's not sharing it, I, I, I think I'm, I'm agree. I'm just trying to work out the sharing of a toy that doesn't get shared, that can't be shared. You, you know what it, no, but you know what it's like when you've got a bunch of kids in a house and there there is something that you know only one of them has got. Yeah, it becomes a problem. Yeah, you have to live with that day in day out. It becomes a problem. Yeah, so exactly. Like, and your kids not sharing, or they there is a child that's not sharing. You get to a point where you're like, well, none of you are playing with it then. Exactly. Like, I think, and also as well, yeah. Sometimes what happens with my nephews, for example, one of them will have a game, they're both playing the game, but the one who owns the game is not as good as the game as the other one playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so then they want to be like, it's mine. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to learn your sharing. That's one thing. Yeah. If you're not good, then you need to get better. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Then like you need to, there's so many life lessons in that. But to say, oh, they, they shouldn't because I gave it to them. No, that's no, the wrong that's not much. I think it's just more about how, I think I was just trying to understand how Game, um, game of Thrones, I don't know what Call of Duty is played. So I was, all I'm saying that what their parents need to work out that if you're so gung-ho about this thing and you want to play with your son, there has to be some time scheduled where you know that the son's not going to be in a position where, as you lot are saying, this is my game, you lot can't play it. It has to be, and as the mum's rightly done, removed it from the situation. So then everyone's on an equal footing. And then the side dad can be like, okay, let's work out a time where I can play with my son, where it's our bonding game. And we want to do that at a separate time I when he's not. I can't lie. Yeah, why, 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 why buy it in the first place if you know it's played like this? You need to find something that him and you can do together if that's the issue. Do you no, know what I mean? Let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask you guys a question because I, I hear everything that you guys are saying. When I read it though, I felt like it's it's more of the issue of how the dad fits in with his son and that time being removed because this game has been confiscated by the mother. So it's not a, it's not a joint decision. It's she has set the tone for her house, which I think is legitimate. But so, yeah. this is what he has given to his son so that they can bond together. What you've set for your house, he is taking it as, what's that got to do with me? I want to play with my son. That's for purposes. So, so they, like, actually, yeah. my, my question to you guys is, does he have a legitimate gripe to be like, I want to, in effect, spend time with my son? However the means of me spending time with my son is, take away the game, maybe the son's being grounded, and the mum has grounded the son, but the dad is saying, I want to spend time with my son. Does he not have 
some type of um, validity to be like, I want to spend time with my son at this time. What's in going my, on? My thing is grounding is a different thing because the boy's done something wrong you're not stepping over that because you've done something wrong because but he, i think with the, the with, has been confiscated because he hasn't been doing right in the house in her house yes, i get that but then i said i think but the bigger picture is because it's like if she well, again it's like we've had around the story all i'm saying is that they have to figure out a time when it's not going to intrude on her family setup with her with all the kids where he this kid is being i'm not sharing um, whatever the case is, and and but the dad does have those parental rights. Like I said, there's if there's four different baby fathers, they've all got different ways of treating their own kid, which they have the right. This is going to happen. They're going to have their right to do. They're going to have whatever special gift that each child is going to have, and each child has the right in theory. So that's mine. They should. We are teaching them how to share, so they do have to do that. But when it gets to the point when, like I'm, I'm just using an example, like everyone's gone to bed or whatever, everyone's in their own space. That time is when dad one, number one, number two, number three, number four, can do whatever they're doing with the special thing that they bought for their child. So all I'm saying is that parents need to figure out a time where that special thing that that parent has done for that particular child that's theirs is, a, is, is amicable and works with the whole setup with the woman or the man who runs the household of everybody. So I think he has a right, but it has to work for her because if she's running the house and they all live in the same house, there's an element of there has to be some time where he who's not in the house at that time, it's like having a mobile phone in it. It's like, it's all those things, yeah. taking the mobile phone, I can't talk to my son, taking the game that I bought to play with my son, you're taking it away from him because he's not sharing, but I bought it for him. So okay. he doesn't have to check. Do you know? Okay, go on, go on. Can I just say, the dad has spoken to his son, right? And the yeah. son has said, we can't play. So how did you speak to your son? The son must have a phone, right? Yeah. There are other things to do with your child than play games. There are other things that you can do. So the fact that you, like, there's, there's other things that you can do. Like they can fucking watch a fucking film together. Like let's put a, let's do a Netflix party or an Amazon Prime party. Yeah, the same thing party. applies, Farah, to answer no, the same it applies to it doesn't because in this message, the dad is bitching because she took the, he's not bitching because she's saying you can't spend, there's no point in any of the context of the message is she saying you can't spend time with your son or you can't talk to your son. There's yeah. no, she just took the game away. That's it. She didn't well, take, is, did not take away the ability for him to do something with his you. She didn't. No, she, she, also, also, she didn't say that she's done it forever. Yeah, no, she's taking it away at this point because he's not sharing. Yeah. But can um, I just say yeah. also as well, yeah, the thing is, it's just like when a child is being disciplined, especially you know, they don't live in, in, in the same house, yeah, there needs to be some, there needs to be yeah. some, um, they need to join, they need to align. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. There needs to be ground rules on like what is going to be the consequence if child does X. If yeah. you've spoken to the child and they do X again, what is the consequence? And there needs to be alignment. What you're yeah. showing your child by not agreeing with the mother in this situation is that you're undermining her authority. If he if he says whatever to his dad, he can get away with things. And there's loopholes and stuff. And it doesn't give a united front. You don't have to be together to have a united front as parents. Like, you just don't have to do that. And I just think, like, it's just... It, it, it's just really frustrating that, that there are some men that will post things like this and it gives them legitimacy because they think, yeah. well, 
because I'm bored, because I took my money. You can do whatever, do you know what I mean? And also, if you care about the game so fucking much, when he's visiting you on your time, then play it then. It doesn't have to be at the mother's house. It just doesn't, do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many options. And I just think it's just, it's it's just, if, if, if the mother or whoever is, whoever is the primary parent, if the child is living at that house, those are the majority rules that the yeah. child is going to live by. And you, as the minority parent, if you're not taking up the majority of the time, then you have to fit into that. That's what you should be doing, to have harmony for the child. That's what you should do. But instead of what we have, it's just people with their freaking egos and thinking, oh, because, because I'm not with you anymore, I can do whatever. Fuck off, man, seriously. Do what's best for the child. Raise your child right, instead of making them into a fucking brat. That's what you'll be doing. I, 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 think, I, think I, mean, that's what, I think that's what I'm saying as well. Like work in harmony with both parents. Because I think, again, there's other things you can do. But again, it's going back to the fact that if you bought this game for your child, you have every right to play with the game with your child. However, it has to align with what the mum's doing. So the mum said at this point, he's being a punk and he's not sharing whatever reason. He's, it's confiscated because it doesn't really give that content if it's actually been confiscated. Well, kind of like how long it's been confiscated for, what's the situation, blah, blah, blah. At that moment, that's what she said. So you're right. As, as I, I think that's what I'm saying, that you've got yeah. to work together to make sure these rules make sense. But he... And the that's, dad, that's, oh, and that's not really, like, creating harmony, though. Because... No, working together is... Her rules. rules. Her rules is my together. rules or the highway because the child... Well, we don't even know. They could have joint custody. We don't know. But in her house, she's setting the tone. I think... That kind of mentality is what creates the schism. Let me, let me finish, let me finish. That's what creates the schism. Really, what she should actually be doing when you, it, it, if this father is really in his child's life properly, there needs to be a thorough communication. He has been punished and this is the repercussions of this. I have too many friends who have this going on all the time because there isn't that communication, but you've done it, you've punished your child. But there's another parent there that doesn't know that this punishment has happened. You may have all the grounds in the world, but what that does to that person, because we are ego-led, is you have authority and I don't. That's how they're seeing it, and that's when you get the clash. Because it's like, what, what you say goes and what I say doesn't mean anything. He's saying, I, I wanna spend time with my son. I want, I, I want to play, I I want to play a game with my son. I bought him the game. I should be able to play a game with him because <laughs> he didn't know that there was a punishment in place. And it only takes, he's been punished, the game console's gone, and then you can discuss it then. It shouldn't get to the child to tell the other parent, this is what's happened to me and I can't play. Like, it, 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 parent, it, should, it shouldn't get like that. Obviously, from time to time, it's going to happen. But it shouldn't be that he should swallow this. I don't think that ever works. All that does is create shit. But don't, but don't you think the way that he came at her is a problem? Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying because I do know people that co-parent and when one has the kid and the other has a kid, if something happens, they immediately tell that person. And that's the best way to do it so that yeah. everyone's, it, you know, everyone you understands. always, though. You have to no, understand. There are, there are times, but in this situation, you know once she's taken it, she should then ring him and say, look, he did this. Because I do know parents that they will do that. They will call their other, they will call the, the other the parents. Text. 
and they will say yeah or they will say what's happened i do know parents that's done that that's fair but it's the way that he's come at that i told my son to get and he said that you took there's so much attitude and then she's like yeah why and then she gives him a reason and his whole attitude is just like yeah this is good enough he's and from when he's calling the woman sperm incubator, we know exactly. that it's at that place. Yeah, and no for the advice for people, it's like it's not uh, it's also not OK as the mother to be like, it's my way or the highway, because this is what you get. You literally end up with a, a relationship with your child's mother where he feels undermined and he's going to always come at you. And you're yeah. always in this. The only person that suffers from this is the child because they'll start playing. They'll start playing you. To me, yeah, the son right. already knows this. That's, he's just playing. He knows I'm going to tell my dad. My dad's going to go at my mum. Like, you, you don't want to be like, get my game back. And that's the thing of when you're laying down the law and the other parent has to kind of go with your law. Some parents it works for. Other people, the personality, it's not going to happen because they feel I don't have any power in this i'm not raising my child i don't have any say and that's when you get these types of situations going on where you can name the the mother of your child who is the nurturer of your child sperm incubator yeah but you you can do that because there's nothing there's no love there at all like you're not even seeing value in the person you're like they're an incubator an incubator that is looking after your child that's disgusting they're already in a toxic situation, but that toxicity starts somewhere. May not just I'm, be I'm, I'm just saying, I, like, did... I don't think the mother should get carte blanche on this. Like, no, it's, it's I, must, I must say that this mother seems like she's got him in her phone as sperm donor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would not be surprised if you looked and that's what was in there. Probably. <laughs> I, I, I see it like that. I think because I think he's this this scenario is shitty, and he's a, he sounds like a punk anyway. And we all know a fair share of punk baby daddies. But I just think that the bigger picture of this whole thing is, yeah, like there has to be some sort of better level of communication about punishments and reasons. And if that's what he wants, if his bonding time is that's what they connect on, they both like gaming, then they both like gaming, and that's the thing. But it has to be like this has been taken away. This is what's going to happen. And stuff like that. Comments, please. Okay. All right. Sorry. Let me just scroll. Um, okay. So Ray says, I feel I feel for the dad. If he has brought it to bond with his son, he didn't buy it for the others. If the child has been bad at school or disrespectful, that would be different. Um, she goes on to say, only the children lose in this situation situation that's quite funny <laughs> Aquia has joined us and says whoop whoop and Ray says she is now on control of how he spends time with his child that is hard to take as the other parent and Candy says exactly Auntie Farah there are other things that he can do with his son and Ray goes on to say Auntie Nana is right of course <laughs> because there won't be harmony in the home if the punishment or treatments are seen as unfair it's, it's uh, an interesting one, though. Yeah. I think it's easy resolved. It's easily. It's not that deep. These guys are mad, but it's not that deep. Um, I, think, I, I, I wouldn't say it's an easy one. I do think when you get to this place, 
I don't know why couples don't go for what well, I guess they're not a couple, but co-parents don't go for counseling more. Yeah, they're so like, yeah, the when you get into that prison, it's like time exactly it's people There's don't so many different reasons why it's not easy. It's not would you prefer to be constantly no, like it's not even prefer, it's just like what do you have to do in order to survive? Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's a low priority in terms of like the general scheme of things. Like having counselling and having the time to do that is a privilege. Yeah. No, I would say even I, understanding I even, firmly disagree. Even like, understanding the then I'm maybe, like, but they nah. don't. So that's weak. I think societally, as a society, we don't, it's not in our thing to go to, I mean, it's getting more prevalent now, but to actually get, like, the amount of times I need to get therapy, have I done it all now? 44 years old, I need to, I need to go, I ain't been. And it's not like I'm not, I'm fully, totally aware how to go, when to go, what to do, where to go. I haven't done it. It's if, you're, if you're an average person working a full-time job with two kids, when are you going to therapy, please? Just when? the time scales i'm talking about that it's not even a thing that gets discussed about people who are no longer together you may actually need help to figure out how yeah. we just co-parent that that yeah. service isn't something that i wouldn't even know if somebody came to me i wouldn't i, I don't have an organization to be like oh there's a co-parent trust that you could go to, like this is it's provided by a government. Like it's so important. With even just the rate of divorce at fifty percent, like you would think that would be a service that was. Yeah, that's that's the part where you, you didn't say it like that. It was more like why people don't go. But actually, why is there not a government body about how to co-parent? Why is there not a government body about post-divorce? Why is there not a government body organization about? getting pregnant, having a baby and being a parent. There's so many institutions and organizations that we don't have, but because you- That's fundamental to yeah. a successful yeah. society. Yeah. It's like, so it's, I'm not talking about the person, because yeah, as an individual, but when it becomes normalized, that actually That's I'm probably gonna need this, but I do think that most people in that situation, both mother and father would probably be like, my, my ex is the shithead, Actually, the way you're dealing with this situation is causing the shit to ed behavior. It is more the thing of like, why is that not a thought process? All right, let's move on to for the culture. <laughs> for the culture, for the culture, for the for the culture. Instruments and all sorts. I know, I'm I'm so tired. Um <laughs> for the culture. So the, we got a bunch of things on the culture list. Let me get my lust up. Um, a lot has happened, man. A lot has happened. Why have I lost my page? Have I closed it? No, there it is. Okay, so we have lots of things. We got Black to Front Day, which we will talk about, the day of black programming, hosted by Channel 4. Um, Dr. Uma married two women. And Whiskey in New York, the Met Gala looks. And Ben Affleck and J-Lo breaking up and getting back together after a lifetime away. But I'm, I literally, I can't, I think this is a quick one. Benifer coming back. And you know me, a black pound for all the way. I couldn't give a shit. But for some reason, them two back together makes me smile. I, I love it. I, I love, love it. it. I don't know I, what it is. I love exactly. it. You tickled I me absolutely. with it. I could see your face. Like, literally, I love like, it. Really? And, yeah. and the thing is, yeah, I was talking to my friend about it. And he was like, 
whack. It fills me with so much joy. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm just like I saw I them it. and I smiled. I, I, I saw them so at Venice, and I'm smiling at them in Venice. Me too. Everywhere I've seen them, I'm like, it's lovely. Look at them. Have you guys heard about Benefit? Yeah, I, that's yeah. the thing. But I that's thought the thing. of it. But I feel no, no, like Damon, Matt Damon's the one. Matt Damon's the one, isn't it? No, is it no, Matt... no but Ben it's... Affleck, his, no. his ex-wife called him a, a um a sex a, an alcoholic sex sex addict. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, but he's but he's had therapy, and we were just a minute ago talking about <laughs> therapy and the benefits of therapy, Auntie Nana. So he has had therapy in <laughs> therapy. For me, you know me, I'm not gonna put the hand. I'm not putting a hand in the fire for no white male privileged person. The only thing, and I'm just going on the aesthetic, just for some reason, I saw the shows, I was like, oh, they're back together. Now, if I go deep, I couldn't give a flying fuck about Ben Affleck. And I'm, you know, J-Lo's been a homie for days. But other than that, but when she's, you know, my nigga, we, we don't like that shit. But anyway, she's Puerto Rican, blah, 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 blah. However, just for some reason, the socials got me. Just quickly, if I go deep, I'll be like, fuck Ben Affleck, probably. But you know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Listen, it's not just since they've been in Venice. I literally, probably about, I want to say about six weeks ago, went firmly down the Benefer rabbit hole. When it was like, are they together? I seriously okay. went firmly down the Benefer rabbit hole. And I'm just like, you know what? Imagine the romantic story behind this. Like, they were together and then there were all these obstacles that came in the way and they broke up and they both rebounded with other people and got married and had children and they kept in touch throughout the years and there was always a spark and then when he was single and she was single and heartbroken from her latest tragedy and the man that cheated on her, A-Rod, he was like, Jennifer, I still love you. The only thing is here now... As I tell you, it's always been you. <laughs> you see, now as we start to break it down, didn't you, didn't they break up because these people were like, you're going out with this no, brown girl? That's not what happened. No, that's not what Just happened. Just Just checking. Don't start doing that shit. That's not No, I'm not starting. I remember that was a conversation. No, I'm not making no. it up. They and I know this because I researched it like maybe like two days ago. Because again, I was down the rabbit hole after the pictures. But basically, they broke up because there was. Um, once they did the, the Jenny from the Block video, it rebounded because they wanted to stop the paparazzi stalking them and the paparazzi didn't stalk them. And then he went out on his stag do and I think he did some shady things that he shouldn't have done on his stag do. And then they were like, we're going to postpone the wedding. And then they broke up a few months after that. It was nothing to do with the shade of her skin. Well, uh, I, don't I, I heard he did her. Yeah, that's all the bachelor party. Yeah. Yeah. That that was why they broke up, and yeah. he has a history of cheating. And but maybe know. he's learned. He's like, this is a Jennifer I should have married. <laughs> I, I felt I feel more sorry for her. I, yeah. I, hey, yeah, yeah, no, I kind of feel for her. There's something like uh, there's a there's a Halle Berry-ness about her. Yes, so I feel like they just want to be loved. Like really, and there's a type of guy that literally will do all of the love bombing and you're beautiful, you're beautiful, and then we'll cheat on you. 
and I just feel like she's gone back to an ex where he has form for this. He was flipping married for 13 years and his wife has said, his ex-wife has been like, he cheated lots of times and he's an alcoholic. And it's just like, who's really the fire that you want to jump back into? But if I mean, you guys are happy for her, all of that positive energy is great. And I'm sure she appreciates it from her flipping 50 million pound bank account <laughs> no, I'm sure really I only look at the pictures because as we talk about it, I'm like, fuck this shit. However, just <laughs> were nice. I had a moment of ah oh, softness. I was like, what is wrong oh, with me? It's cute. Oh, oh, it's you nice are you guys are you actually telling me that you can't see that this is a publicity stunt? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Well, I haven't given it. I haven't given it any thought. It made me be a bit skeptical because there was one image of them on on the yacht somewhere. And Jennifer was like doing her. It, they basically recreated the flipping video. But I can't help. It's cute. Like I, I, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> I'm, I just love love. That's what it is. Let's talk about fairy tale. That's what it is. and it's terrible. And let's talk about. Let's talk about okay. Okay, look, look, if we're talking about love, Dr. Umar has found love with two women. How do you guys feel about that? It's not true. But apparently, it's not true. Oh, is that not true? Yeah, I was reading today, it's like bullshit, it's not true. And what was that? What was he doing in that video? It wasn't a real wedding and all of that stuff. It was just like it, it was social media antics. He knew that everybody would jump on it, that's why he went live. But it was apparently a part of a fashion show that was taking place at the fundraiser at the Fredless, Fred, Frederick Douglass School for Boys building. That's even more shameful. I'd rather it was the wedding than the fact that you had a fundraiser fashion show with two women dressed in cheap white dresses to raise money for the school that you should have fucking paid for already. That is more shameful than actually marrying two women. That story, that that one you should have buried. Going like... Uh, that that that's just that's the story so no he isn't married he just did it to get lots of social media kind of did he get donations and to get more donations yeah how much did he make i'm saying yeah, well he hasn't actually said how much he's made but i think he made some dough of course he did yeah because people are stupid black folk will give him money all day long it's like how hard is it to flip in, build a, a school. There are people who have built 10 schools. Shaka Barker built a school. How about that? Listen, <laughs> bro, no. like, I mean, you can set up a school in your front yard. You know what I'm saying? Like, the mat, he's got, he's definitely got access to community centers, the hotel he's that he is. buildings. He's like taking tours around, showing people the buildings, and it's like, you know, all it How needs is There, he's got two buildings, but the boys, the boys' school, I think, is close to being ready. He said that should be ready um, next year. <laughs> New question from Dr. Umar. That should be ready next year. Let's see. Let's go. All right. So um, let's go to Black to Front. And I want to, because I've got pictures of the, unless, because I don't know, Met Gala, did you guys care? Did you see? There's lots of outfits. I've got them all ready to look at. Do you want to go through that or do you want to go Black oh to Front? Oh, my God. Can we rate them real quickly? Okay, cool. Okay, I, I was yeah, hoping you said that. that. I'm gonna try and do. You've got them up. Let's do that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Hold on. Do I need to? Yes, you do. Okay. You know the stress. You're gonna have to describe them for our listeners, though. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not letting me share. 
I'm pressed. Oh, there we go. All right. Pertussion. So this is page one. In no particular wait, wait, order. Wait. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Here we go. So here we have Rihanna in a Balenciaga um, outfit. What do you guys feel? One out of ten. What what did you say? One to ten. One to ten. <laughs> oh, I didn't say one out of ten. One to ten. Yeah. What are you rating out of ten? Um, I I rate this one uh six out of ten, and I'm giving her six specifically for the the interest in the woolly hat and the headdress. I think that is inventive and quintessentially American. So six out of ten. Oh yeah, I forgot to say the theme of this year's Met Gala. Every year is a theme. The theme is America. I don't know what this. Okay, go on, Auntie Shara, Auntie Shade. I'm giving her a seven. I think like the oversized kind of coat look is kind of quite an American style and definitely the beanie as well. I'm really kind of loving it. And she's elegantly wearing black as well, which I love. So, can, By the way, guys, can someone just put the names? I think we're just gonna do the black ones and really stand out ones, but um, put a name and a type, just the numbers, if someone can, just to see who wins, if we can get through that. Auntie Farah, what are okay. you saying? Yep. So I really liked Rihanna's look. Um, yes, the oversized coat effect, but it also was a little bit ball gownish, how it had the mermaid effect at the bottom, but very baggy. I like the fact that she accessorized with the beanie. That was very Rihanna. She took something and made it a little bit more baggy-ish. However, mm -hmm. are we going to do her boyfriend? No. I don't know yet. We haven't got that yet. <laughs> Let's move yeah. on. <laughs> All right, so I give her. I give her a six. Okay, I give it an. I give it an eight because it's pretty much my style. Love it. I would just cinch it a bit more at the waist because it's slightly baggy, but I'd love it. So yeah, I give it an eight. Um, okay. yeah. So let's scroll. I mean, I don't have any words for this. We'll just... <laughs> this is um, Camila Cabello. I don't know who she is. So we're just going to scroll on. Yeah. For the men, you know, men, it's quite hard to do these things. West, Russell Westbrook in the suit, what do you think? Hero was the woman who was in Fifth Harmony with Normani. Right, oh, I was going to say. Right. But again, I didn't know who she was. Couldn't. And I didn't, I didn't again, that terrible, terrible outfit. Just to say for the um, the listeners, she is wearing a two-piece, a uh, kind of crop top with a... Um, a long skirt with a slit in it, like and it's kind of glittery, and it's, it's just twins. awful. If you can think of the worst version of that, it that's probably... Like, it looks like um, Studio 54 left her something, and she dug it up like... It looks like a Project Runway. Project Runway. Okay. Yeah. We can skip Russell, I think. And um, then we go, now we go on to Kalani. I, I mean, guys... Is that supposed to be like a homage to um, the 101 Dalmatians? Corella Deville, maybe. Yeah, Corella Deville, kind of. I don't know. I give her three out of ten. Quickly. Yeah. This yeah. Is, I think this is kind of a trend at the moment with these kind of like boxy square kind of shoulders and kind of like really strong cut items. Like Nomani was wearing something similar, I think, to the V&As um, in white. Um, I don't think it works, so I'm gonna give her a two. Yeah, two for me. And a two for me, a three for me, a two for me, a one for oh, me. Oh, come on. Um, I'm writing these down. A one, <laughs> a one. <laughs> and we move on to the very beautiful Namani. I love it, but go on. Um, I, 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 go on, Nana. 
Is it? I, I'm not getting anything American about this. Like it was, it was the lexicon of American fashion. I'm not getting anything. What I do hope is that this is a, a black designer, and then maybe yeah. I would Valentino. Valentino. Okay. That is, that is a one. Oh, okay. wow. Right. So as Auntie Nana said, I'm getting nothing American from this. This is giving me all um, uh, let them eat cake type vibes. Um, yeah, I don't particularly like the cover, the colour. I do appreciate that she's got clothes on because I didn't <laughs> like... I didn't like like her. No, I, love Normani. I love Normani and I think she's gonna be amazing. I literally think she's a bad gyach. I love her. But I'm getting sick of her showing her skin all the time. Like I wanna see her switch it up and like really go for some fashion, high fashion. So I, I think this is a miss, and I think her VMA look was also a miss. So I'm gonna give this looks like a pumpkin. Look, oh my god, it looks like one of those things that your granny used to put toilet paper in. A doily. A doily. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it looks wow. like. Um, two. I mean, I'm, I'm not three because the other chick was a two, so they're not on a par. Three. Oh wow! So Normani, I think the color really actually suits her. It's giving very Belle from Beauty and the Beast. It's giving me that kind of vibe. Doesn't really fit the theme. I can't. I mean, she would have to tell me what how this fits the actual theme. Um, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, I like I like the neck line. Mm. Um, I think it's quite flattering for her. And yeah, so I'm going to give her a five because I don't think it fits the theme. But if it was a different theme, <laughs> then I think this would really work for her. Yeah, same. I think exactly that. I, I, the only thing I don't like, I'd remove the, 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 the fins on the shoulder. I think that could have been done a different way. Maybe if it was like all the way round behind her neck, it would have been more Queen Victoria type thing. And then again, still off theme. But I love the, I just love the cinch of her waist. I love the puff. I used to draw all my girls like that with a big puff dress. And I love the cleavage. So for that, yeah, I'll give her a six. I'll give her a seven. I do like the dress. I think it really suits her. Um, the color, the mustardy kind of greeny color, I think I like as well. But it's not off oh, on theme. Okay. So I give her a seven. All right. Um, this is Kobe Bryant's daughter, Natalia Bryant. I think you know in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you know when the girl eats the the blue thing and she turns into that shape. Oh yeah, This is Violet when she's like gone glam. I can anyone explain what? Because basically, for the, those listening, it's a very it's like a sequin flowered, ob, it's shaped like a, a aubergine or an, an egg, egg. Yeah. an egg with a tail. Um, maybe it's a Fabergé egg. What is it? Is it made up of pennies? What is it? Or no, they're flowers. 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 I'm like one. Flowers. I don't. I don't get it. I'm not. I, I'm guessing it's it's a homage to something in the the sixties because of the hairstyle, maybe. But I, I don't. Know. Fabergé egg. But I don't know how that's. Oh, maybe it's a Fabergé egg. I think I it is a Fabergé is. egg. That's what it looks what like. Them, but Fabergé egg? eggs aren't American, are they? American. Yeah. Numbers, please, girls. Numbers, numbers. Minus one. Mine, <laughs> mine is. A, I'm gonna go free, free. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'll give her. I'll her face her hair is, is cute. I like her. I don't actually even that hairstyle reminds me of. Okay, that that's about fifties hairstyle, I suppose. Um. Okay, I'll give her a two because okay. she looks pretty. Nana. Nana. I said one. I said okay, one. Cool. Oh, Auntie Regina King and Michael Kors. So I guess it's a pinstripe suit with the gold sequins. So it's very mm -hmm. um, Wall Street, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. Glam. But I don't, 
sorry, Auntie Regina. For me, it's a. It's a, not Met Gala. No. What are you giving her? Well, I'm giving her a three, and, and I cover her hair. I want to comb it and straighten it and press it again. Yeah, I'm gonna go three. I'm not feeling this. I know she can do so much better. So no. So much better. I'm gonna do three. I prefer the look that she had on later. This is not the one. Three. I love. She's only getting a three because it's Auntie Regina. Yeah. 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 It's it's kind of. And Michael Kors is American though, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But so I think the pinstripe her a three. Yeah. I think the pinstripe and the thing is an ode to the city and glad. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. We get that. Yeah. I like the coat. I like the cape though, but no. Okay. This is Alison Felix. I think she's um an athlete, a top, a very highly the most highly medaled athlete at the moment in America, I think, or for athletics, one of the things, but she's got loads of medals. And this is Fendi Couture. She looks like a bird exploded across her. Um, what do you think? I'm not Fendi No, you said Fendi, sorry. I, I said Fendi Couture. <laughs> I'm not mad at this at all. I, I quite like this, but I don't get the connection to the theme. Um, again, I think it feels a different theme Then yes. Um, it'll go, but I'm gonna give her a six. I think I, I quite like it. I think she looks very uh pleased in this outfit. Um, and it's a showstopper. Um, I will, I think it may be a homage to an American Eagle, is what I'm getting. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give her a, a seven out of ten. Mm. I'll give her a six. I quite like it. Yeah, me too. I'll give her a six as well. Me too. Okay. Um, I don't, sweetie pie. We'll move on. Can we keep on? Yeah. Yeah, we can keep on from that. And we can. So this is um India India Moore, who was in who was in Pose. I yeah. Don't know when she shaved her hair. Um, oh, she had lovely hair as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what this is. O2. I like the jacket. So basically, she's got a oversized puffer type jacket or cape, and then these. Handmade tail cape. Kind it of like that, um, with a puff wrist and a bow, and her shorts are horrendous. So I would give this, and her look is quite androgynous and strange. I don't know what this is owing to, so I'm just going to give it a four because I can't. I like the jacket though. I could imagine liking getting the jacket, wanting the jacket. I think what? she went as Willow Smith. She looks like Willow. She yeah. looked like the numbers, please. Um, is 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 it? It's a one for me. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it at all. I don't get anything about this. I like her. Um, has she got? A t has she got a tattoo on her head? Yeah, she's got a yeah, tattoo. Yeah. yeah, I like that, and I like her makeup, but that's it. I, I like the jacket. I don't yeah, like the shorts. The shorts look like they're stuck in her bum. Yeah. So one. No, no. Um, I I like her tattoo. I'm giving her a one. <laughs> Moving on, beautiful um, Joan Smalls and Ralph Lauren with Anna Corey jewelry. I mean, a sleek, beautiful dress. I don't know. It's Hollywood glam, maybe. She mm. just looks very beautiful. So, for but theme, it's blah. Yeah, it's blah. But it's just it fits her lovely. She looks beautiful. But I give it a three, a four for theme. But she does look pretty. I'm going to say five. I think it's it, she. She looks gorgeous, amazing. But I think she could wear this anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say four because for Met Gala, I don't think it's enough. But yeah. it looks yeah. amazing. But yeah, four. Yeah. I, I think she just missed a great opportunity and she should have been in a Black American designer and really stood out because she does look great. But that's like a, 
a simple dress from anywhere. Yeah. One. Um, I don't know who this is, so we can move on. So we've got Amanda Sternberg in in Tom Brown. Um, I, I don't know where to start. I think it's uh, it looks like a waiter type outfit. Uh, maybe I rate the shoes. Stroke uh, cabaret. Stroke cabaret. Her hair, no. Everything is a no for me. But I is that dreadlocks? No, it's came no, and Fat came rose with some plaits around her head. I'll give this a two. Well, I, I actually follow her hairdresser who actually done her hair and um Lupita's hair. And okay. um the the inspiration of the bow was like a do-rag. That's that's where okay. yeah, kind of thing. Um however, I don't love this at all. No, um no. love her, don't like this look. Um, so for me it's a two. Okay. I don't even want to talk about it. Minus five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it a one as well. All right. Can we skip quickly to, we have a request to see, um, uh, where is it? Uh, uh, Sierra. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go. Okay. We're going to skip all these people. Do you want to talk about Audra McDonald? Yeah. Skip, skip, because we'll be here skip, all day. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, but can we make a small shout out to little Uzi Vert who looks... He's missing his diamond. Lewis, Ham Lewis Hamilton in the bride and broom outfit. I thought that oh. was strange. One. Oh, um, okay. Um, no, I actually, uh, okay. I think it's interesting. I don't mind it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not against that. I'm going to say a six, actually. I think really? he looks well, but yeah, I think he looks kind of smooth, like pushing the envelope a little bit. Like most, most of the men, um, they don't really do much, you know what I mean? They're pretty boring, but I thought this this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it because it's Met Gala. If it was something else, I'd be like, what is he on? But because it's mm. the Met Gala, I feel like it's sleek, it's different. I like it. And he's yeah. to an agent. I just like it. He, he looks elegant. He does, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to give him a five. I think he did well. Five. I think I'll give him a six. And then I'll... One. Cool. <laughs> Um, I, hello, Melissa. I'm going to try and scroll through. We got Janet Mock, um, Valentino. Uh, let's see, Ava Duvernay. Oh, this is kind of what she yeah. wears, though, isn't it? It's like yes, it's everywhere. Yeah, she just looks normal. Yeah, yeah. I think it's her waist, though. Look at that waist. It's Snatch. like nothing is wicked. Yeah, so what do you give her? It's giving me Corella Deville vibes as well. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna. Unfortunately, I'm gonna say two. I think I just think this is so safe. Yeah, it's unreal, and I'm not seeing how it really fits in. Um, it's it's too complicated to or not obvious how it fits into the theme to me. I'll give her, give a, four. her a five. I feel like she would do a talk in this dress. She'd just take off. Yeah, the yeah. Mm -hmm. if the got rid of the bag. She would be doing a talk in this dress. So yeah. two. She looks amazing, but for Met for the Met Gala, two. Mm -hmm. Miss Michaela Cole, um, I don't know in Balenciaga, I don't know what this alludes to for America. She looks, I guess it's right. the same color blue as on the flag, maybe. The flag, yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. Yeah, um, it's a nice the blue spangled banner. Is that what? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Star yeah. Spangles, star star spangles. Spangles. yeah, yeah but, okay. so no, I don't know. She's a star. He's in spangle. <laughs> I mean, I'm disappointed. it doesn't, it doesn't, she, she's rocking it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it suits her skin tone. 
Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm going to say, yeah, it's going to be a seven for me. See, I'm going to Sorry. Oh, Good on. Go on. This is her first Met Gala, right? No. Oh, I don't know. Because I think, you know, I, the I year when when all the guys were together, I think she was at that one with Cynthia. I'm not sure she was at the one with she Cynthia. She has been to one. I've seen her. Yeah. It was two yeah. years ago. Was her where her trajectory is at the moment, I feel like she could have done more. She's mm. done more elsewhere. So I feel like this could have been a big moment for her. Um it's it fits her beautifully she looks lovely but again i could see her sitting on a chat show wearing this yeah so met gala um, vibes we're giving her uh she looks nice so three um i say five because she looks beautiful but for met gala theme i don't get it i think she could have gone full in and oh, then what did you say one um let's go kiki palmer kiki lane sorry Oscar de la Renta. I don't know who she is. The actress was in, um, 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 she's an actress, she was in Black Panther 2, and she was in um, the bit where Bill Street could talk. Oh, is that her? Yeah. Um, is she Statue four. of Liberty? Four, five. Oh, I'll give could be Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah. four. Four, average. Why, why, why would it be Statue of Liberty? I'm just, look, I'm literally just looking, I'm just looking oh, at her. Okay. Um, yeah, so she is wearing a full length gown with no sleeves and, um, <laughs> what do you call it? Like, I don't, I can't, we can't really see the material. What's it? It's kind of like lacy and like a scribble. <laughs> yeah. It's giving me like organza type. Organza, yeah. organza yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's organza with a ribbon, um, yeah, embellishment, uh, embroidery. Yeah, yeah all embroidery over on top like, of it. Like, that looks like, um, squiggles. Yeah. yeah. The thing that's standing out for me is just how beautiful her yeah. skin is. I yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I like. And because of that, she's going to get four. It's not the dress. Like, she, her skin, oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Four. I, feel like, I feel like she is wearing a dress and the dress isn't wearing her, which I yeah, think on another person, the dress will be wearing them. So I'm actually yeah. going to score her much higher. I think she's going to be, like, a seven for me. Okay, cool. She stands out. Uh, yeah. Cool. We done? Um, Let's go, Jackie Aina. I don't even know who that is. It's a reality star of person. I'm surprised she was there. That's amazing. No, is she, she from the UK? No, no, she's, she's American, American, but she's oh, American. Okay, okay. The biggest black influencer probably yeah. in the world. No, she is. <laughs> I've heard of her. I've heard of her. I didn't know where she. I know. I thought she was a real housewife. No, no, like, no, no, no. Is the the biggest black influencer in the world? Well, on that alone, she gets a one because. Do better. I think she's doing what is she doing? Marilyn? I don't I know. Is that it's supposed to be Marilyn Monroe? It or must be pink satin girls' best friends, maybe. Yeah, it must be, it must, be. It must be. But she's got a pink satin dress on with a very high split and it's got frills on, and then underneath it looks like she's got like um a Leotard, a pink a leotard. leotard. But it looks almost like 50 like Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 look, we can score this I give it a one for me. What about one. you guys? One. One. She's gonna get extra points from me, so she gets a five. Oh wow! Okay. I do. You want to talk about Frank Ocean? Two, no. Two more. Two more, and then let's well, talk about Kid Cuddy. the black up front. Kid Cuddy, that's what. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh, Auntie Whoopi. What Auntie Whoopi. I don't know. It's in Valentino. Um, I think Venus Williams looked beautiful. 
Yeah. Stunning. Absolutely yeah, stunning. Amazing. In comparison to, unfortunately, her sis. Um, trying to get to some of the requests. This is uh, Tessa Thompson. Yeah. I like ice skating dress. I don't get it. Don't get it. Um, Winnie Harlow. Don't like it. Don't like it. Oh, Kafingi looks amazing. Kendall. Kendall Jenner looks amazing. That dress was stunning. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. For me, this spelt American because yeah. Look at this. It's Lupita's jean dress. More denim and leather. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are like quintessentially American fabrics. Yeah. So I, when I saw her, I was like, "Yeah, I get it. This is the brief. This is this like is, a collection yeah. of American fashion." For those, yeah. Lupita Nyong'o, she had a beautiful dream, a jean ball gown by Atelier Versace. Um, yeah, so we waiting her. I'm giving her a nine. Yeah, I think she met the brief, and she's eight. Lupita. Wow, eight for me because she looks amazing. The dress, I like the structure of the dress on her. Her skin looks amazing. She just looks great. Eight for me. Uh, yeah, it's eight. gonna be a six from me. I'm not too feeling it as much. Um, Simone Biles, I don't get it. I, I'm sorry, I love you, Simone, but I couldn't stand this. It's just like it. Whoa, I don't understand. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a cloud threw up. Like smog. It's yeah. Really it's like she's pulling together two blankets to keep it together, like as she's walking. Um, oh my God. Yeah. It, you know what it looks like? You know, like a homeless person who has a dirty quilt and they're yeah. all yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. So Maybe those, it's like a large skid row. Like this is a that should such poor taste, such poor taste. <laughs> J Lo I, is like a, a what's called adventurer. I hated it though. Is she a cowgirl? Yeah, something like a you yeah, know, adventurer. Kind of. But yeah. it is American. So I, I would give thing, her a six. But I hated it with my <laughs> entire being. It just, it's awful. It's awful, awful, awful. She yeah. is minus five. Um, Tiana Taylor. I just I was, someone said this is going to be a homage to like fast fashion, like the material kind of thing. No. Like I I I I'm I'm not loving this. I can't like and I, I yeah. No. I, it reminds me of her. Didn't she wear something similar in Coming, coming to, to America, America too? Yeah. I was actually yeah. gonna say it looks like she's wearing an outfit from Coming to America too. Yeah, yeah. Like she, that, yeah. She's and I that. that's a five for me. Moving on, um Erica. Erica. <laughs> Sorry, quickly. Let's get there through quickly. Oh, AOC. I think Taraji look not Taraji. Gabrielle look beautiful. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what this is, but she looks wicked. It's, 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 it's amazing though. Like it's, the I don't know what everything. It's amazing. Beautiful, and her face looks banging. It's not for me, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, the wow. dress is almost like it's a sketch still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, the idea. That's the thing yeah. is, like, just think about all of that work. The workmanship that's gone into that outfit, I think, is um, it actually lends itself to go into the Met Gala. I don't know if it fits the brief, but it's still amazing. Know, it's like gone into it. actually making that outfit. I give yeah. her an eight. It does give me Disney character vibes, though. Like, yeah. In a Disney film, like a as a, I don't know, a sea creature. Number nine for me. Um, quickly, quickly, quickly. Who's that? Sierra. Someone asked for Sierra. Yeah, there we go. Tribute to her partner. Uh, yeah. It. Yeah. American football. American. I don't yeah, like it. I just don't love it. It's just, no. you know, do you know what I mean? I get it. And and I think what she done was cool. And wearing her husband's ring as well kind of thing. That was pretty, that's like a magical, do you know what I mean? 
moment yeah. for them and everything like that. And if you love football, then this is great. And I think there are like some similar dresses from the 70s like this, but maybe we've got mm. the cutouts. Yeah. Um, where she got inspiration from or where they got inspiration from. Um, but I just don't love it. It's going to be a six for me. Yeah, six. On the theme and yeah, I think that's all I can say. I don't really, I really, I find it horrible. Yeah, it's not flattering to her shape. Not it's flattering to her shape. Cuts are in the wrong place. The shoulders are not. I, I don't know. I don't like it. How where the number is positioned and the lines at the top. I don't like it. I don't like the green sequin. I don't. Yeah. I don't, the best thing about this, I feel, are her accessories. I like the little bag that she's got. Yeah. I like that she's got her husband's ring on. The rest of it, I don't. The lime green. I, I, no, it's it's a no for me. This gets a one. Oh well. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, I, I'm not as harsh. I wouldn't give it a one. But everything you said, but it's a free. Yeah. Um, Chloe and Hallie, quickly. Cute. Yeah, I liked it. I, I guess both done really well. Um, I'm not too I sure. What's American about it? Though. I would think, that, yeah. Would the with I think Haley's is maybe the ice capades. You know, they had that whole the American kind of ice. Uh, okay. Maybe, maybe I don't know what Chloe's is though. Give me slight Tina Turner vibes as well though. You know, yeah, like, give me Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. Could be, yeah, yeah. Could be. Uh, they look beautiful, but I'm not yeah, in love. Okay, nearly finished, guys. Sorry. Next, um, Mary just looks Mary. It's not very Met Gala. This is like what she wears, though, isn't anyway. it? Like Mary, you generally expect to see her in a gold dress. Yeah. Like, or gold. Amazing. Jennifer Hudson. Oh no! Again, I think Jennifer Hudson. She could have done better because I feel like she's worn this. Yeah, I don't get it. Of all uh, of this, though, was there anybody in a, a black designer? No, and that's yeah, there were. who? Who? Sorry, my bad. Who? I thought they were. Didn't um? Well, gosh, I don't know off the top of my head. Let me not say, but I'm pretty sure that they were. They were. I don't know. I haven't seen anyone quoted as wearing Cynthia Revo for the British contingency. She's wearing a bow on her boobs and a fish-tailed skirt, white. And a snake dragon necklace. I don't know what the American part is. I, I, oh, I, I, don't I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what oh, that, what's going on. I know you brought um, black designers. But I, I don't know. know. She's doing the same. Yeah. It said that his thing was... Um... How do you think I feel about Virgil Abloh? <laughs> you don't what like that? I know you don't. Oh, like this is his, isn't it? Is this his off-white stuff? I'm surprised he didn't put a Jamaican flag on it or red, gold, oh, and green somewhere because that seems to be his go-to at the moment. Oh, he <laughs> just looks like a fool. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Where's Iman? Coming, coming, coming. Was By the way, Taraji, I think Taraji can't dress. Sorry, to <laughs> I think you're right. A I lot agree. of things she puts on. Taraji like has like two of the like the best stylists. Who generally do really well, but they seem to always get it wrong with Karaji. Uh, but I don't know. Well, yeah. Someone I think um it was Melissa Woodruff was saying it's just like, you know what, people love to blame the stylist, but if your client wants to wear what they want to wear, what can you do? Yeah, That's what true. I'm saying. Because Jason and uh, I can't remember what his partner's name is, they do um Zendaya and they've they've got a roster of people and literally they they can switch somebody's look just like that. But Karaji. Yeah. She's probably like, I'm not going to wear that. Like when you're trying to help her, she's like, no, yeah. I'm going to dress like this. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, what can you do? Um, Serena, it's a no for me. Is Sorry. that Flamingo? I don't know what. I think it's, it's Flamingo, isn't it? 
But is that See, American? When she had the coat closed, it was much better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I saw a picture and it was like the coat was closed. And it looked like <laughs> well, this is what <laughs> Naomi, Naomi Osaka and Louis Vuitton, homage to her, both her, her Haitian and her um, Asian roots. I guess the hair for sure, the kimono type dress. I don't know what, oh, did you say Asian? I don't know which parts are Haitian. Yeah, I don't know, maybe the jacket or maybe the plaits at the top in the middle. It's not giving me Haitian at all. It's giving me lots more Asian than Haitian, and I, I've I want to understand it. I my my comment is I want to understand it. I do. I want to understand it too. Um, I I'm I'm proud oh, of her for because she's like an introvert for just going and standing out. Auntie Nana, that's what I was going to say. I really appreciate that she did. She that. made an effort. She made yeah. an effort. She really went for. This is my favorite look. Okay. Um, Yara's not my yeah. favorite, but I think she looks beautiful. It's a tri yeah, tribute. Yara's to, um, my favorite. Josephine Baker, she said. Um, that's yeah. her yeah. lovely. Um, Storm Reed, again, I think hailing back to the kind of era of um, Westworld, that type of 20s era. I, I think she love worked. her hair. Yeah. Her hair is everything to me. Her haircut's wicked, does her justice. And I think there's Iman looking fabulous. Ooh, and in. this is the queen. She won. Yeah. I don't know what she this won. is. Bella she won. Africa, but uh, she won. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say the same thing. She got the message, memo, noted it down. Everyone's beautiful yeah. feathery. Is it maybe owed to the Native American? Because I think it does look like that. Yeah, the sun and Native American. I would assume possibly, and yeah, the, sun and the mountain. Um, okay. it like it the sun. And um, and lastly, Megan. Well, Megan Salen looked beautiful. I guess She's that's kind of... Hollywood glam, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. she looks. Yeah. I think she looks lovely. I think she is. I don't. I think I don't. She's I wouldn't really like Jessica Rabbit vibes in yeah, white. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she looks lovely. I just don't like the sequins on the dress. I would, I would remove those. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, can't. <laughs> um, I mean, at I least that's kind of American though, with a horse. That horse. Makes sense. Tracy Ellis Ross, I don't get, and she always looks bad, but I don't. I know that she was doing Anna Wintour. Oh, maybe she's British. Exactly. But it's Vogue, American Vogue, American Vogue, American Vogue though. Yeah, no, I, just, I, I bet it's not that, and I just I'm saddened because she always does it well, but I just don't think that's it done. Thank you, okay. thank you for bearing with us. That was our yeah. indulgence, um, and then quickly back to thank front. You. Well, not, not oh wow, involved as well though. So that oh wow, Frank, I couldn't see. Oh wow, let's get the comment. involved in that. Oh wow, we can, go, we can go over that afterwards and look at what people are saying. But from just quick looking, um, it's like Lupita seems to have done really well. Okay. She seemed to have um, done well. And Iman got tens, and we gave Iman tens all around as well. Oh, yeah. I think Candice said, and um, big up Lewis Hamilton taking black designers with him to the gala. So then yeah, he did yeah. black. Oh, brilliant. So he did it. Okay. That's I, one. I, take, I take back my one and I give him more. That's one. I wish <laughs> more of them done it. Like I always say, I wish more of them did it. I wish more of them did it. Um, look, Pierre Moss, Pierre Moss has had such a great run. Um, he he could have shown that like I would I would have loved one. I would person. wish someone would, would or, did. or be Michael just sat yeah. one of the there. designers yeah. like actually get a black one up here would have been all right. Black to front channel four the other day was it Monday was it Monday Friday Friday, Friday. So last Friday channel four UK plat broadcasting platform gave us a day of black programming. They took existing shows, old shows, and gave them the black treatment. This is their commitment to diversity and representation behind the screen and um, in front of the screen. So we had shows like Big Bre and Big Breakfast, we had Hollyoaks, we had Countdown, we had um, 
Ooh, goggle box. We had to come dine with me. And then in between that, we had lots of adverts that were, and we had a reality show called High Life. We had a new pilot of a show by Bolu um, called Big Age. Loads of things. And in between all these programmings, there are adverts of black people in them and little pieces to camera were centered around black people. It was a day of blackness where for those of us who are very cynical about diversity and representation being tokenized for one day, it was that part of it is like really irritating. However, it was also a joy to see. So we just wanna have a quick celebration. What was your favorite show? What did you love? What did you dislike? And how do you feel about it, aunties in general? Auntie Farah, go. Big breakfast all day long. Absolutely loved it, loved it, loved it. It needs to come back. As I was watching it, it was giving me so much like memories of growing up and watching it. Mo and AJ did an amazing job. Melvin did an amazing job. I love the, the, the fact that the whole crew was black. I was watching, I was like, oh my God, I work with these guys. I know him, I know him. I had envy because I was like, I should have actually been working on that show as well. I absolutely love The Big Breakfast. They were on point. It was, it was fantastic and they need to bring it back. Even if they just bring it back once a week, we are missing that. We are missing that fun in the mornings. We're missing it. Yeah. I've got MTV based on and I don't even pay attention to it. And I've only got it on because I don't want to watch the other offerings that are out there. It was fantastic. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Hollyoaks, didn't watch it. Um, heard about it. Sounded very stereotypical to me. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm not going to watch that. They're doing the candy. They've got barbecue chicken. I'm not in it. Auntie Nana. Um, again, Big Breakfast definitely was brilliant. Um, everybody that uh, Auntie Farah said, they did really, really well. But additionally, I would say Big Zoo just brought the vibes. Like when he went off in the kitchen, his food as well, and talking about how you cook beans, I was like, that was great. Just adding the blackness, because definitely, generally in black households you don't just do beans like that you cook it in a pan and you add stuff to it and it, it was good that that was being shown but when he did his little rap i was just i I was bubbling along like yes this is what we need in the mornings my sons really did not want to go to school they were as we just got into school on time because they were really like this is the best thing and then when Phil Gale came on and i was saying like, i used to watch him he was doing the yeah. news when i was a kid like yeah, it, it was brilliant. And definitely once a week would be great. Or a team of maybe 10 presenters and it's a diverse cast and we rotate them every morning. But it, it needs to come back. And I think that would really work really well. Um, for me, my highlight, and hopefully we'll get into this more, was the news. Um, the, the news at seven, that it was black focused and everything that took place in that news. Um, segment I thought was great the newscasters were brilliant I wish I could remember their names but they they did an excellent job and ZZ Mills and Yinka's show I think is really really needed it reminded me of a young version of Dotton's show on BBC London and yeah I, I actually just think it's, it, it was really needed they didn't have the best set of people in there and the only letdown was that Kalechi wasn't a part of this because I think, and ourselves, was needed. I think there just needed an age range of people involved in this day. And it seemed to be very aimed at the 18 to 30 crowd. And there yeah. needed to be more, there was a bit of ageism in there. Those are my thoughts. I'll shut it. 
Yeah, so for me, uh, absolutely loved it. Um, Obviously, we've never seen anything like this in our lifetime, to be honest. So it was definitely a moment. And especially for us in the UK, Black History Month is in October. And usually these types of programming um, things happen in October. And to have this outside of that is just like, yeah, it was just like, definitely a moment and I think we were all kind of like a little bit nervous or like okay what's gonna happen is it gonna be cringe and that sort of thing but it was pretty amazing I love the big breakfast um obviously childhood memories and stuff as Auntie Farah said like Mo and um AJ just brilliant pairing anyway I just love to see it and then having like Lisa Mafia play them at the end was just like ah, yeah. self London girl moment definitely it was brilliant um and yeah, I think, um, um, but the highlight for me was High Life. So I love reality. Um, obviously, I created my own black reality show many years ago, about seven years ago, called Status London. So seeing something like this, and obviously, like, I paid for that myself. Do you know what I mean? So, like, seeing something like with a big budget, like, come together with people that, you know, essentially, like, are our peers is just like, amazing like I, I just think it's great and it just shows that there's a market for this kind of thing it's got great reviews as far as I can um I'm, I'm hearing at the moment as well um and I just think it's it's just great it just shows that you know the thing is what I was thinking like just imagine like if we had our own channel like it's just a different you just get a different vibe <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah. Not American, not um, bits and pieces, not kind of like forced diversity either. Just having content that is made by us for us. It was just like a joy. Like Channel 4 on that Friday had me up. Like there's, there was, it had all of my attention and I don't know what platform, what channel can compete with that. Do you know what I mean? Like that was, that was insane how much it just grabbed me in just because it catered to me, really, that's how I saw it. And um, yeah, it was um, it was brilliant. And also it allowed to have a range. Like some things were great and some things were not so great. And that's okay. That's what happens on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought it was, it was great. It was just, it was just fantastic to have that moment really. And it just needs to be normalized. And yeah, yeah, let's have more please. Yeah, I fully. Favorite, sorry, to just just quickly, I'll be so quick. One of my favorite moments on Big Brother was when Big Zoo, who is great, as you said, Auntie Nana was making and showing them about the food, and Mo was like, "Planting or plantain?" Yeah. What's his name for Rochester? Saying, "I ain't got bananas." Yeah. I love. That's why I loved Mo and AJ. Perfect synergy. Like, like beautiful synergy hosting the big breakfast and it was it like even with mo when he couldn't stop laughing at things because I, I mo's energy is amazing already aj's a consummate professional like she's a seamless presenter like i'm so glad i used to i worked at bbc writers room many moons ago and she would there was like a ch- um a teen sub channel that um i can't remember what it's called that bbc used to run and she used to work on that so i've known her for so long and it's just amazing to see where she's coming to her own she was i think she like she kind of outshone Mo for me in her professionalism. She was perfect. It'll be on perfect. But then it's there's live TV. Yeah, and it's live TV on that. So that she was yeah. perfection. Both both of them did amazing. Both of them did amazing. But just AJ aced it for me. And I, you know what? I forgot that Judy Love being in the bed was Paulie Yates's space yeah. in, on the bed. Yeah. I totally forgot yeah. that. 
And so when I saw Judy Love, I was like, oh my God, um, that's where Paulie H used to do her interviews from. And Judy Love is the perfect person to do that. Like they got it so fucking right. So when yeah. I'm listening, you know, the work that I do at British Black is, matter of time we talk about people that can't get commission, can't get, and they talk about they can't find talent. And for this black, because Channel 4 got in touch with a lot of platforms like mine and organizations like mine to help put the word out. I remember when I put the black to front call out for, um, um staff and um, for people to create and help make yeah that that crew thank you i couldn't find my words that advert alone went into the tens of thousands like for people to kind of people responded there was so much response to this and the fact that that the crew behind was all black and getting yeah. into it beyond yeah. like beyond amazing i was emotional i watched it with my child and you know like as you get to a certain point watching stuff with your teens or your kids they're like mm, okay i'm gonna go to my room my child sat with me for the whole thing watched all of that. Then I said, like, let's watch High Life. We watched all of High Life. I want to get back to why I think her name's Ray said that it's the most embarrassing show out of the Black to Front because I didn't, I, I don't like reality shows. So I'm already scornful of reality shows, but I watched this and I want to know more and I want to see the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's because it's my people that I, I know some of the people, um, it's interesting to see them in a different perspective. I could see the, the, the controlness, the puppet mastery of the set setup of the scenes. However, I didn't mind that because I just wanted to know more about these people that I've heard about, seen about, and some of them I know, like I said. Um, I loved it. And I loved the fact with that High Life showed different perspectives of black. And like, you've got rich black folks that are not rich because they did made, like just out of celebritydom. They've actually got generational wealth and things like that. When Benicia Boateng said, my dad gave me 25K to start my business. I was like, I wanted to call my dad and say, hey dad, what the fuck are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> She's She's going going too. What she said, my 25 like, that's what I want to do for my daughter. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So, so those said, that's, I yeah. thought that's what I want to do. That's mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Like 20, like, like, and it's casual starting a business and then all those type of things and just generational wealth, the difference, copy, all that type of stuff. So, um, and even Chiefer, like his family, it's like it's mad seeing all these people and they're just getting to well, shine also, in a certain way. The blend but, between um, uh, what I'm interested in, I hope that it's been room, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I do hope we see more of her family because, because I like the fact that it shows that African Africans and Caribbeans they get together and they can blend. This can't exactly. that the the two can't come together and they don't embrace it. That's pathetic. So yeah. I really really liked that and I can't wait to see more of that. Yeah, I mean just I really, I really like the mother as well, like yeah. Tony's and Tommy. Like their mum's just like oh she's just I think she's got some gems, man. I just want to see more from her. Yeah, so general, and and then just to reiterate about because we, we spoke about we spoke, I think so. Um, we spoke about Kalechi speaking out on social media that she was like offended that and upset that um, Channel 4 didn't come to her because she's been she's a prolific voice in our culture. And I, and it's funny when she said that, it's interesting how that stoked the fires where we normally don't show when we're pissed off about something that people act like they don't care they hide like oh, i don't bother me a oh, man's bigger than that or whatever whatever the case is and i love the way that actually because it made me feel uncomfortable and, but the minute she said it and i think i retweeted her i was like yeah one you should be there and i was like hold on i was consulted about this i shall share and put that out there why the hell british blacklist who've been talking about stuff and tv and all that stuff where was my platform where you don't know who i am you don't know who i am you know the things that i do i get picked up in the industry all the time and also people doing their research. They want to wheel you out when they yeah. want to talk nonsense. Yeah. They want to roll you out then. 
or to poke for, poke the flames of you know the racism and stuff, which I declined, exactly. I declined to do now. Um, but even like when, as Auntie Charlotte said, you she just stayed as London years ago. Do your research, and there's people that know that. So where are those conversations and stuff like that, and it was an ageism thing because we all know that TV platforms for some reason think that the eighteen to thirties are the only ones. But what about those who just in quotes, disposable, mature income, who've been watching certain shows and supporting platforms from day one, we will spend our money on certain the things that appeal to us. And we, in theory, <laughs> should have the money, especially when you're mature age and you're mortgage paying age and you've got that surplus money. Um, we, you need to cater to the 40s and up because we, we've been loyal to these platforms for time as well. But, but so it's also just like knowledge because I felt that was what was lacking in ZZ Mills's show. Like they had Gary Young there. Uh, I think he's probably up here. That's where he's like. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. Um, but then you also had, I guess, like the right wing view from Mercy, and it's like she's not seasoned enough no. to even combat what is being said. She doesn't have the range. She hasn't been broadcasting long enough. So that was a dead seat for me. And then you kind of have Sideman and Dane, who are almost the same person. So you're not going to get two ranges from them because they're very similar. But in you, it, it just felt like, what's the point in you doing this show when you really don't have a range of perspectives and the knowledge that is being circulated is very young. So the opinions aren't rich. It's just really surface level stuff that are being saying, but it really could have been rich with a little bit of maturity in there as well. In or the even if you are going to have a right wing person, somebody who can talk eloquently from their perspective and not just say empty things. I, I, it felt like this is a liberal production and we needed to have a right-wing voice in there. And it's just like, that to me was, it was wasted because there, there are points of view that are right-wing that somebody could speak on and she was not the girl. And it was, it was like, that. I felt like there was, there was lack. You yeah. could have got your namesake, that Nana chick that you lot hate. No, she doesn't have the range either. Although she has the age, but she also doesn't have the range. But Maybe this is what they do when they get black girls. Like they just, but they don't think they can't like, counter it properly because they're black. That this is the thing they don't think is that level of they did. Channel Four, you did a great job. So this is where we get to the next step. So what happens next? And yes, we want a big brother commissioned, but we also productions because there's a whole thing about production. Black production companies don't get a look in. So the fact that mm -hmm. highlights produced by a black production company in itself, an independent one, right. that's important because there's lots of things where they'll take the story. They'll take the actors, maybe a director, singular talent, but not whole yeah. entities that where if they get commissioned, that gives them the power as a whole entity. An indie production company, like other indie production companies get to produce and commission soon, get their stuff commissioned, yeah. all of that stuff. And it's um, when you have like debate shows and talk shows, I'm not saying young people can't debate and talk. The white mainstream ones, they have mature people on them. Yeah. So it's that thing where don't infantilize us. And also there's a little bit of lazy picking. Like, let's go for the, that's what they do. Let's go for the name brands. But actually you could have had a Candace Braithwaite. You could have had a Rennie Edo Lodge. Why I'm not talking to black people about, white people about mm -hmm. race. You could exactly. have Rennie in a show. You could have so many people that do more in this space and really show the range of black folks that are in this country. So that's- yeah, exactly. and, and I do think that it would have, like, because some of the sh some of the bits I did, like Big Brother, definitely felt authentic. Highlight to me felt authentic, and I think that unapologetic didn't feel authentic. But if you have voices like Kalechi's and uh, like like ours as well, do you know what I mean? You get that authenticity. Do you know what I mean? And I think like 
how can you not include someone who basically has been unapologetic as her whole freaking brand? It's just mm-hmm. insane. Like, and you know she came up in topic of conversation. You know. Yeah, so, yeah. she would have been a name, definitely. Yeah, but, but I, 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 feel, I feel like she was slightly blackballed on that. Like, Maybe. Yeah, somebody yeah, somebody yeah, in the room was like, I don't like her. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. And sometimes when you're that, I just I just think that I think that what she done with her tweets is kind of like helping people understand like the politics that goes behind these things mm-hmm. as well. But hopefully, someone brave in Channel Four or another channel or whatever will give Kelechi her own goddamn show. Do you know what she I mean? In her tweet, she did allude to more's coming, but I just had to say this. So maybe maybe yeah. she has got something. And usually it's from an American or outside a platform that's unafraid. And that's the one yeah. thing you say. They'll rate you and slightly big you up and they pull Kalechi out to do the mouthpiece talks on the news, but actually to give her, to, to speak to her intelligence. I mean, she's, she's written a story, she, the, the book of Who's Loving You by Sarita Domingo. She edited it. Um, and kalechi has got a short story in there and it's an Afrofuturism story. That story's wicked, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, there's so many layers to this woman, and that's just one woman of many of us. And I, I'm throwing us in the mix. Us four as aunties, we got shit. We talk about stuff that no one else is talking about. So there's things where this is when the white supremacy, the white mainstream, pick and choose when they feel what they think that we can handle, but they don't really oh, understand also, the levels. Also, to interject as well, but there's also like people, you know, from our community who are yeah, in the that's own, anyway. yeah that reinforce that anyway, do you know what I mean? And it's about getting rid of those people or changing those people's minds and opening up a bit more because they're too afraid and they tend to start policing us. And it's just like, well, where are your thoughts even coming from in the first place? You know, those people have to fight for the change as well, really and truly. Oh my God, sorry. Do you know what I heard when you said we got to fight? What did I hear, Auntie Nana? Uh, we got we to fight, And on that note, no BBC, that was an ultimate fail hiring Cheryl Cole to be the R&B podcast sound of whatever the fuck. But as we discussed on holiday, we're not going to give it any energy. We're not going to do that. Okay. All right, let's we're get the comments. Those people. Let's get the comments. Sorry, I've got, a, got it. I've got um, it. Let's get through the comments and then we have to move on. All right. Um, All right. So Candy says, oh, there's quite a few. All right. So Mr. Tang says, yes, you and Kalechi were absolutely needed. And Candy says, loved Big Breakfast, brought back great memories, loved High Life and Big Age 2. Watching Gogglebox, I felt like some of the celebs were still self-editing for white gays at times. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, uh, Mr. Tang says, I love that she spoke out. And um, Candy says, unapologetic, really missed the mark, not featuring you, aunties, Kalechi, and more of Kevin Moroski. Definitely, he was great guest. And it was very deliberate, missing you out. And Mr. Tang goes on to say, from her tweets, I believe she has something in the pipeline with Kevin M, perhaps. That's Kalechi. Uh, yeah. And um, Sonia says, we need our own channels, full stop. And if need be, the mainstream channels can buy from us if they choose. That's the thing. Oh, commission from black production companies. All right, what's made you sad, mad and glad this week, guys? Let's get cracking. Got to go to bed. Um, (laughs) Auntie Farah. Sorry, I was finding it and I was on mute. Hold on. So I am sad that summer is over. 
because it is. Let's tell no lies. It's done. We might get a day, but it's over. I am mad <laughs> at the Netflix trailer that was aired <laughs> about the Princess Diana Broadway musical. I mean, they're just mocking this woman's life. Like, just leave her to rest. Just leave her to rest. Um, and I am glad that my daughter had an amazing eighth birthday. Thank you to Auntie AK, her godmother, for coming through, as you always do, and the other G my GMs and my family for coming through and just making her day amazing. It was great. Pulled it together very quickly. So well done, Mama. It. Auntie Nana. Okay. Um, I'm both sad and mad about what felt like a threat if I was American from Biden, when he said that we are, um, was it that we're fed up? We've been patient with the unvaccinated, but, our, play but our, our, our patience is running thin. I felt like that was a threat and that made me sad and mad at the same time. And I'm glad to be back home, but to have also spent so much time with you guys. Over that week that we was away, that is still like beaming my, my my whole being. Wicked, unshadow. So I don't really have anything that I'm really sad about at the moment. Um, not that I can remember anyway. Um, I'm mad that some nincompoop was on the TV um, talking about the the Benin bronzes uh, should stay in the UK. So uh, he. Some ah, I agree. Just, That's our culture secretary. That it's just insane. It's just insane. Like, and I, I really believe, yeah, that, that as long as they keep them. This country will be in disarray. It's, it's not gonna happen until you give them back. That's when you will know peace. Not, not before. So he just needs to give them back. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that. Uh, to talk too much about it, but I got a new client. I'm very happy about that. Um, I watched uh, Shang-Chi, which was friggin' amazing in 4DX, it's so good. And um, also, Succession is coming back. Um, so I'm very happy. I've been watching all types of like interviews and stuff and theories on, on YouTube and getting fully involved. I'm so obsessed with that show. I swear I've watched it, the whole series, about uh, 10 times over. Like, seriously, I love it. Um, so I'm very happy. But yeah, that's me. Okay, so my sad earlier in the week was that Tanya Fear, the actress, had gone missing, but she's been found. Um, and just sending her love to her family and to her, I hope everything's well. She was missing for a while in LA, but she's been found. And very sad about Michael K. Williams' passing. Um, oh, fantastic, yeah. phenomenal actor. And... You know, he was struggling with drugs and mental health as well. And it was seeming like a drug overdose. Phenomenal actor, phenomenal. So yeah, sad about that. Mad, I didn't have a mad, but now I do because Auntie Shade went to watch Shang-Chi without me. I was like, wow, okay, fine. No, no I'm with my family. It's not Doesn't matter. Hello, we're family, I don't give a damn. Anyway, fine. So I'm mad about that. And um, my glad, but also about the Benin freaking, his name is fucking Oliver Dowden, you punk motherfucker. And yeah, until you do right by Africa, everything you touch will turn to shit, as quoted by Whippy. 
Auntie Seely, everything what you say from Colour Purple. Anyway, I'm glad two things. I had a wonderful um, inter interaction. Well, I didn't interact. It was an observation when I was in Santander the other day over the weekend. An old lady. First of all, I, I literally took a picture of her and sent to the aunties. I said, look at her in her pink Crocs. She's the only woman that can wear pink Crocs. Then she went on to show that she was a bad girl because she, um, basically, I was at the counter sorting out my affairs. Next minute, I heard, like, kerfuffle behind me. All I saw was a white woman saying, I will, like, don't raise your stick at me. And Miss um, Aunt, Miss Grandma Mama Sinclair, Mrs. Sinclair was waving her stick. She was a black woman. She was Jamaican in her beautiful accent. You don't know. Okay, I don't know, but her accent was Jamaican. Four countries in the Caribbean. I know, but her accent was very Jamaican. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going with that she was Jamaican. She's waving her stick and saying, listen, I will beat you with my stick. And the woman was like, you can't raise your stick at me. The woman in Santander behind the counter was like, Mrs. Sinclair, you can't do that. And she was, listen, I'll beat her with my stick if she wants any trouble. So I think the woman accidentally tried to jump the queue because Mrs. Sinclair was sitting down because she was looked about 80 or 90, but I just loved her. It just made my, gave me life. She was amazing. Um, so big up to Mrs. Sinclair amazing she gave me joy on that saturday and i have to just big up my daughter she's finished kingston uni graduated with a 2-2 she's amazing phenomenal she's now a qualified pediatric nurse she's had ready she's got more interviews coming um she's just like my fucking pride and joy um my job is almost done fucking could swear all the swear words about her she's the best ever thing she changed my life she really freaking is the best. She's like the best I've ever done. She um, changed my life when I had a surprise, surprise, I'm pregnant and surprise, surprise, she fucking turned out amazing. I love her. She validates me and my madness. I mean, so. considering everything she's had to go through. Yeah. You <laughs> Being mother, me as a mother, yeah. It, it's a testament, a true testament to amateur that survival. That she yeah. has survived. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe into the phenomenal woman that she is. Despite, yeah. despite, <laughs> despite her mother. All the things that she's had to go through with this woman that calls herself her mother. Yeah, fair dues, fair, fair play. Also, just a quick lad, I went to see Trevor Noah. Thank you, big up Sky. They invited me to see Trevor Noah in a special Skybox. Wonderful treatment. Oh, really? Yeah. Bloody amazing! Like Trevor Noah, I've actually had a secret crush on him for well, crush on him for time. When he, I watched him from when he took over the Daily Show from Don Stewart. So I've been a fan of his from time. Love him, love him, love him, love him. Um, and seeing him live, he's as funny, and it was just great to see him. It was a really good show, and that's my rest of it. And then quickly, I'm not going to shut up. Unpopular opinion, hit list on my hit list is everyone that backs the fucking Texas ban. That's all. That's on my hit list. Anyone, the people who put it through. The people who are pretending that they don't like it and they're keeping it going. Biden, you're on my head, it's too good, I don't trust you. Every single fucking person that believes that a woman doesn't have the right to do what the fuck she wants with her body. And for everyone who thinks that men with their wayward dicks don't have to be challenged, fuck you, you're on my hit list. And that is that on that. On that. Do, um, <laughs> do we have any comments? If not, we'll just wrap it up. Uh, we have a couple of Go Emma. Um, yeah, but that's it. So just big well done to Emma. Okay, guys, that was Your Aunties Could Never, episode 76. We will be back, I promise you, with our regular regular programming next week, as usual, 5 p.m. live on Tuesdays. Um, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us on Apple, Spotify, all the listening platforms. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So follow us, like, subscribe, and comment, and get involved. Share us. 
we've been away but we're back and we promise to be as back as we can be as back on time because <laughs> we can be you know what i mean we, we have life as well it, it's, it's hard doing this but yeah we love you and it's thank you for us. can i just say yeah can we can you guys can you go and watch like our show on youtube the one before because we've done a little different thing where it was like all together and it's really funny so go and watch that yeah. and listen to it it was on the yeah the lost episode it's called episode 75 we recorded live together and it's i mean certain people's drunk certain people's tired certain people didn't follow the script some people didn't have a script we went wrong some people didn't write a script some people didn't write a script i'm not i'm not removing myself from all the things it that was absolutely is the lost episode it's a lost it episode so rogue like yeah. i think it's one of our best it's yeah. in my top 10, so please yeah. like, go and listen to and, it. Yeah, it Auntie Nana was very strict. Auntie Nana took over my role that we night. Saw a different yeah. side. We people, saw the angry side. People change roles, it's true. Yeah, yeah. everyone went nuts. Everyone went nuts. Anyway, go go. Thank you. Bye. Later. Bye. 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 We are, we are going to leave. It's coming. We're going. It's coming. It's coming. Bye. 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 Bye.